Hey, Patriots fans, if you want to see Toyota's best offers, including those not seen on TV, go to buyatoyota.com. It's Toyota's official website for deals from the official vehicle of the New England Patriots, Toyota. Let's go places. Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Tuesday here at Gillette Stadium, and oh god, I have to admit, I was thinking, all right, don't win anymore. Let's let's get let's get into the top pick race. Yeah, did um, you just say that? <laughs> no, I'm jarring. Evan and I just I'm, I'm look saying, at each other. I'm, but during yeah. the game, you're like, okay, well, what's the point now? This season hasn't even really started that much yet. You know, like you still have well, 14 and three is still in the picture. Way to bury the ball. Still, you can't cry Go over back the game. to 01 and bury the ball. Yeah, but you. I, I thought they did that already this season, but maybe they did. Need to did bury they really? No, I'm only. They got a forest of oh, buried no. balls. It's like a graveyard. We're running out of balls. They're Googling shovels. <laughs> but it was an unbelievable play. Yeah. yeah. And we really saw very little of him the rest of the game. Do you think he got scared when well, he did that? Well, he made a big play and he got scared. Yeah. Can't have that. <laughs> Get him out of there. <laughs> Evan, he's running too far. <laughs> Evan has taken the mantle from me for, for most snark, and this is great. Oh. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Presented by Toyota's official website for deals, buyatoyota.com. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It's Wednesday. Here at Gillette Stadium, we've turned the page. That's what we call Wednesday, the turn the page day, as we forget about last game as much as we can, and we start to focus on our upcoming opponent, which, of course, is the New Orleans Saints. Saints. Coming, marching in to Gillette, 1 o'clock on Sunday. And uh, big news, I'd say. I'd say, you know, relatively big news for this time of the year, bringing in an old old friend. <laughs> Welcome, J.C. Jackson. He's got some. He's got some money now with him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He got benched last week. I mean, he's, so to dive in. I mean, tore his patellar tendon last year, and then this year came back, but wasn't playing great. So I know Evan was jumping into some of his film, but I don't know. I mean, it feels like the move they just had to make. I mean, he can't. Yeah, they, especially I mean, if Jonathan Jones can't get back on track this week. I mean, they come. literally like they have Sean Wade, who's healthy, right, as a cornerback, and then you know Miles Bryant, who you know. He's been playing both safety and cornerback, right? And yeah. Out of necessity, now he's playing cornerback. They need a they need cornerbacks. Yeah, I mean, maybe Jonathan Jones comes back this week. I, every week we say he's close. Yeah, yeah that's true. And, and I, he, I've been falling into that. And I then he doesn't come back. You know, if he if he isn't coming back, they definitely. But they, the they fact needed a body, right? But the fact that they haven't put him on IR, Paul said. I mean, that shows you that they think he could come back. You know, uh, but I don't know if he try something and he has a setback or what yeah. but he's he Could hasn't be. been back it's ankle is that what it is ankle yeah 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 i think uh, paul and i are going to be on opposite sides of the street on this one based off of our pre-show discussions but yeah i'm just sort of <laughs> i'm done with the jay-z jackson thing not to go all tamara on you but uh <laughs> i i yeah i whatever i'm I, i'm kind of indifferent on it Oh, my God. I, I guess if Jonathan Jones can't play, then Evan, I, Evan I like won it. me over. I like it even better if Jonathan Jones can play. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like uh, I, I don't I, like the player, so I don't want him on my team. I, I that's mean, just me. But he's so much better at what they have, Paul. Like, I, yeah, maybe. I, I think if ultimately you, you tell me. the the thing that I, you know, we turn 
the page on Wednesday, and I, I said yesterday, you know, that it was a pretty dark time in <laughs> in, in, in the, the Lazar Gurton apartment, and it, and it was, it was. But I will say this on Wednesday for the Gurton part of it, I couldn't uh, even yeah, eat his jersey because, mics because just, she's just, just like, at it. she's just, you know, oh God, like what are we gonna do for the next, you know, thirteen weeks? And oh. that's how I was feeling was like, oh God, we ha- we have to play, you know, thirteen more of these, and I'm gonna have to watch this thirteen more times, oh. and it does, it gives me a little sliver of hope that to bring a guy in like jc jackson who you know you can get the best out of you know how to use him you know he can be a productive player for you and now we don't need to watch miles brian sean wade in the mere speed for the rest of the season like that i don't as a patriots fan like as much as i know a lot of people wanted to tank and i totally understand the the rationale behind not wanting to win very many games the rest of the way the bottom line is is that it's four weeks into the season and, and, and you can't wave the white flag you four can't wave the white flag and it's not fair to everybody else on the team to not to you know have options and not go after them at a certain position i mean yeah. here's an op- not only is he coming over and you know him but I think the Chargers are paying some of his salary. Yeah, most of his. Most his of, you don't, the Patriots are only paying one point five million. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, why not? Why? Why right. is that? Was that announced, or is that just part yeah. of the trade? They the, they re as part of the trade they restructured his contract. So the Chargers gave him like nine whatever in a signing bonus, and the Patriots are only responsible for one point five million. And and, and the, then there's no other guaranteed money, so he'll probably get cut after the season. But technically, guess. he if would he be makes on contract the for the next three years the remaining. Oh he's yeah, he's, he's under contract yeah. the next three years, but I don't think there's any possible way the Patriots are going to pay him. Yeah, that if for they'll the restructure, I got you. So they're just they're just covering this this, this year. year. I yeah. got you. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I I watched his film from from this year it was only two games, so it didn't take me very long. But uh, the bottom line was is that you know with his film, I, I saw J C Jackson, and, and when I say that, I mean. This is not. This is a flawed player. Like I, I think that the Chargers signed him to this contract and thought that they were getting this like shut down D- Darrell Revis man to man corner, and that's just he's a boomer bust player. He always has been, and he's not somebody that's going to go out and you say, okay, you got Tyree killed today, and we're not going to worry about it, and we're just going to you know play the rest of the defense over here. Like that. That's just not what he's about. He's he's a ball hawk. Uh, he's inconsistent at times in coverage but he makes plays in coverage as well and I think the Patriots are going to be better equipped to work around his deficiencies that I don't think the Chargers really understood the player all, all that well in terms of what his strengths and weaknesses and, were. and you know you look at Derek Carr next week maybe Jimmy Garoppolo if he's if he's playing yeah. two guys who will throw you the ball yeah. So, you know, put him out there. See if he can hunt one down, well, you know? I mean, they need the interceptions. I don't know. I'm probably in between, Evan. I don't share, like, the excitement of watching J.C. Jackson on the season. I think they just had to do it. Um, but I, I, at this point, they got to get healthy in that secondary, and they got to start getting some takeaways, too. And so maybe he can help in that regard, too. I don't know if it's necessarily excitement about watching him individually. Right. <laughs> I think it's more about, like, okay, now you have a, another NFL-caliber corner yeah, okay. that you're putting out there. I frankly, I don't think Sean Wade is an NFL caliber corner. And and the fact that you had to play him 40, 50 snaps the last couple of weeks, it was a real debt. I mean, the Cowboys just went right after him, like right out of the gate. You know, no messing around. Eleven personnel, whatever the matchup. Here we go. They got a good. good Okay, here we go. Where's twenty (laughs) six? Right, Right? like that was the game plan. Where's twenty six? Yeah, right. So I I hope I'm not stealing Jim Murray's version of that, but he did a great version on Felger and Maz and making fun of the okay. No, and I saw the compilation online today, and it sounded just like him. (laughs) Okay, yeah. 
But it is kind of like why are cadences like why does everyone say green nineteen, green nineteen, or, 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 or white, 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 white eighty, white eighty? Like, yeah. Why? I don't. Is, is there like a science behind cadences? I'm sure. I don't know. It's a good question though. Like, where do cadences come from? Like Brady's is so distinct. Like you always alpha go. You know, right. like you can hear it, but uh, you know, just I don't know. I mean, everybody who's played football knows they have. And then you get up there and you say white eighty, and like, why do we say white? Whatever 80? happened to down set? Huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Too predictable. Needed something different. You like Tech Mobile? Hut 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 hut. Remember that yeah. Tech Mobile? Yeah, 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 yeah I do. Hut 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 hut. We were NFL Blitz. Tech Mobile is a little ah, bit. Right, but right, I think that's a good. A good side story, a good feature. Where do cadences yeah. come from? Yeah. And, yeah. like, wh- who had, you know, some of the more unique cadences over the history of football? Oh. That might be a Friday question for Bill. I'll yeah. work I'll work on that. You know? Yeah. I'll oh, bet like you Bill would have an 35 answer 35 minutes later. Yeah. White 80s. Does it some kind of, like, rhythm? I mean, there is a little, like, it's kind of fun to say white 80. You know, like, yeah. it comes off the tongue. Green 19. When I, when the first time I heard that, I was at Bryant College at training camp, and I thought they were saying white lady. <laughs> For some reason, like, why are they saying white Friday lady? Day. White lady. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, right. <laughs> but, all, right. all right. That's topic for another day. I um, guess. So just a real quick thing. Um, Let me know when that day is. I don't <laughs> take that one off. I uh, so I watched playing the role of Evan. I, I got a little. I got a little frustrated this morning because <laughs> I went back and watched the twenty two. Not the all of it, but a little of the twenty twenty one game out here against the Saints, and it was like I was watching a carbon copy of the Patriots team that we have right now, where it was like fell into a hole. Mac Jones comes out in the third quarter, first pass, there was a pick six, you know, like just couldn't ever get anything. And it just, like not to start it on a negative note, but it's just kind of to watch that and be like, God, we're still fighting the same exact things that we fought last year. Coming out slow, getting into a hole, not being able. Then at the end, they finally get within eight points. As Paul mentioned, Taysom Hill leads a charge down the field. They put it away. They add another touchdown. So... It just was a little bit of perspective this morning looking at this Saints team being like, how the heck did we lose? Like, you know, you see Hightower out there. You know, you see some guys that, you know, you'd think would have changed things a little bit, but it was just kind of like watching the same team that they're rolling out right now is the same kind of stuff happening in that game, which they, which they lost. And, I mean, I think that was the third game of Max's career. It was the third yep. worst um, passer rating between the Buffalo game and then the Chicago game that he just briefly kind of made an appearance for a quarter. So, you know, that Saints team, I know it's different and it's changed, but it was one of his worst performances, uh, you know, up until last weekend. Something to think about. Uh, weather is possible, rain, uh, about a 50% chance. <laughs> I'm not doing it this week, Fred. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's I'm playing pause. I'm like, whatever. Possible rain on, on Sunday, but, you know, we'll see about that as we get closer. But, yeah, I mean – I don't know, like, how how is the Saints when it comes to pressure compared to what we saw last week with the Cowboys? Not great, Bob. No? Not a great pressuring front. I mean, Cameron Jordan and, and Granderson are Not still good, good players on the edge, but this is easily the worst front that they've played so far. Yeah, I think Granderson just has two and a half sacks, and, I mean, it's not, not very productive. Yeah, they're in the pressure. 20s in the uh, uh, sack percentage per pass play, which is very uh, atypical of a Saints defense. They usually – pretty tough up front but they have not gotten off to a good start in that department i think they're 31st in pressure rate yeah so they're they're not a very that that in that sense this is a a weakness on weakness matchup they're not a great pass rush and the patriots are not great at pass protection so whichever one can be not stinky but maybe is gonna maybe a little reprieve from last week in that just that category on the team yeah and just that category for for mac you know maybe you'll have a little bit more time 
Um, I wonder. I how think he had more time than he thought he did last week, but I agree. You know, I just wonder if he was primed to like right. fall apart because they were so worried about Parsons, and then once it started happening, it just kind of exacerbated it, and that's when he lost his mind. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I don't know. He. I mean, he. He spoke this morning, just uh, like recently, a couple minutes ago, and I thought he was pretty uh, telling of what he said about how he, you know his process. He's got to be one of those guys that plays within the structure of the scheme, and he admitted that he didn't do that on Sunday. And you know, I think he kind of like Mike said, like kind of lost his mind. Like I, I, I don't think he, I think he sort of lost track of you know what are we running what are what are the reads what are the routes in this play call and like what is the the process for the quarterback and he's one of those guys that if he's not checking off those boxes of all right you know this is what I'm doing pre-snap this is what the read is this is what the routes are this is the intention of the play and he just starts to just kind of have a free-for-all then that's what it's going to look like if if he said that this morning and I, I did miss his press conference um then you know that that's what the message from his offensive coordinator was after yeah. the game is, you, you know, you've got to stay within the program here. You know, you're not Brett Favre. You know, you're not a gunslinger. You, you've got to – is this what we call for? You've got to do it. You it's got to be a terrifying place to be as a quarterback when you feel like you're just not locked into the game and each play you're running. I mean, it's just – it's such a dangerous sport as it is that – I mean, you could get yourself killed back there as a quarterback if you don't know where the pressure is going to come from or – you know when you got to get the ball out, where you got to get the ball out quick. Who's your Hawkeye? All those things. So I, I hope. I mean, I'm kind of starting to write about it, and you know, tend to watch and stuff of just like I said yesterday. Give him Mac a chance to bounce back this week. It's a long season. I don't need to, you know, make him walk the plank right now. Um, but I think that there's a lot of pressure on him for for this game, at least to, you know, as Evan said, the pressure rate isn't great. So I mean, you know, it's not like we all think Mac's okay when the when when he's protected, but. Can our offensive line protect against even this well, front? I mean, here's to a fast start for him anyway, because if there isn't, you got the hometown fans here, oh, and they're, they're not going to be quiet. No. Do you think that that there's a leash for for Mac in this game? Like if he messes up, well, his I, I mean, if it's if it's shaky early, do you think he makes a move? Uh, shaky, no. But like if he throws a pick six or just it's just out of his mind, I think yeah, I think they get him out of there because yeah. it's just going to get it's just going to snowball well that's the fear right but i i think it's a good question by paul like what do you got what do, what do you what do you think going into the game and i don't have an answer yeah. i don't know yeah. i don't know what bill's thinking so i i just it's like one of those things you know when you see it and you feel but i but i just be extra primed for that because how we fell apart last week and how it did snowball on and they have to consider you need this win so much we can't let mac lose this game this week if he doesn't have it again we got to get him out of there quicker you know, and try to and try to find, I guess, Zappy in there to, you know, stop the bleeding and maybe put something together. I, I got to, you know, you wonder like, okay, will they protect him within the game plan? In other words, like, whatever they decide, this is what we're going to do at least in the yeah. first half. Is Think it Jets? Is it yeah, yeah? Is it conservative, in with the goal of we're going to protect our quarterback here? We're going to simplify things and. If you do that, then again, then it comes down to your defense keeping you win the game. Yeah. Well, you they're know? also, I mean, they're 19th in blitz rate, so you know it sounds like you know generally they're going to be a team that's just going to do what they do with their front four. So, you know that I mean that should be a favorable matchup. But I think Evan and I were even talking a little bit about like, is now the time to make some changes on the offensive line? Is this the point where you you consider like he suggested yesterday with moving him when you or doing something with Darian Lowe, trying to give Calvin Anderson another chance over there? Does, is Riley Reef out there? 
when Kevin goes out to pr- or Kevin, I just called you Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> Eric, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah. I'm gonna call you Kevin for now. On. Um, you know, is that is is it time to really try to drill down on the offensive line? Because I think you know, I don't think Max gonna be set up for success if if they're giving up you know eight nine pressures a game off the right tackle's edge. It's just it's not conducive. Yeah, I, to I think it, it is. I mean, it's it's that bad. Like it's that bad th- that you have to. You almost have to do something drastic along the offensive line. Like maybe it's Reef. Like maybe Reef is healthy. And Who he couldn't comes play back. right tackle first of all when we were in training camp? Yeah, they got moved uh, out but of there. he's got to be better than what. But they he's got to be right. I, yeah. I I still don't know how Calvin Anderson is in or how you know at this point City so comes off the right. concussion list. Maybe he's back in the mix. But, but, but all it, those guys were disasters. But, but as Evan said yesterday, let's let's get the best five guys out there. Yeah. You yeah, know, let's get the best five out there. And I'd say, like to Paul's point, sorry, yes, in the back, yes, question: Who are the best? Which five? five? <laughs> I, so I, I think it's pretty clear at this point that your best four at the moment is Trent Andrews, Big Mike, and Antonio Mafi. Not Cole Strange. No, not Cole Strange. Wow, he just guffawed. Dismissive. <laughs> scoffed at you. Dismissive. Not, not at Fred. I, I scoffed at Cole Strange. No, I know. Strange. You, you, you scoffed okay, at so, the idea. Uh, so, Owenu, Andrews, Mafi, Trent Brown. Who's the fifth? I think it will be Cole Strange because I think you have to go down with that ship. Unfortunately, like you drafted the guy in the first no, round. No, no, no. But I, you said yeah. just go with the five best. So who do you think is the f- the fifth best? Oh God, so you're you asking. To write you're asking me to pick out of like. What, what about City? I would I would say Cole Strange is probably the best in term. It is the fifth best. So guy. would you want it? Strange at left guard, Mafi at right guard, Owenu at right tackle. Correct. Yeah. 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 It's not a bad. And I'd say not it, a bad. You're thought. you're a month in, and it's been an, an abject disaster on the offensive line. Like it, literally an abject disaster. I've never seen a Patriots offensive line look like this. Would I, you say now at this point it's ability or communication? I would say it's ability. Okay. Like they can't block anybody. They can't. They can't run the ball. They can't pass protect. Their right tackle is a turnstile. Whoever they put out there, whether it's Calvin Anderson or Vidarian Low, like this, this like frustrates me to no end for two reasons. One, we we knew this. Like Slow you knew you knew this was coming at right tackle. You knew you had no good right tackles, and you did it anyways. And two, like offensive line play is like relatively simple. It's it's relatively simple in the sense that like you block inside out. Just just don't let the guy beat you to the inside, and then try your best to funnel him to the outside. And, and they they can't even well, do the fundamentals. It can of get it. somewhat complicated when the other team is playing games, and you have to communicate. But teams aren't like teams are stunting, but every team stunts. No, I know. Like they the Cowboys just ran like they just lined up their four guys, and they just beat you like a drum all night long. Like that's all they did. Like it wasn't. They didn't. They put Parsons over Vidarian low, and they just rushed four guys the whole game, and, and that's 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 ter- you know that's hard for the quarterback. It, that that even with Brady, we always used to say that if you can get home with four and you can drop seven in coverage, right. like that's your formula. Mac is one of those quarterbacks too, and I think because if you start blitzing and taking guys out of coverage, like he'll know where to go with the ball to beat the blitz. Last year he didn't know where to go with the ball, but I think that was more about coaching and coordination. This year with Bill O'Brien, I, I think he would know where his hots are, know where his outlets are. If you did bring pressure, they're they're just getting home with four. I, I, they got to do something with the offensive line. They absolutely have. What to. I would do if I were a defensive coordinator, along the lines of what Evans talking about, is I would make sure, absolutely huge part of my game plan, I need to hit him 
on the first or second series. I need to hit him early, yeah. and then he'll think about that because no, I think we've seen that, you know, throughout some of these uh, throughout some of these games. I think when he gets hit and knocked around early, and now that clock goes faster for him. Yeah. And then you don't have to go like way out of your comfort zone if you don't blitz a lot. I don't. I wouldn't yeah. suggest blitzing him a no. lot because I no. think Evan's right. I think he, you know, a lot of times those are the easy throws to make. Yeah. Is the 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 quick you know get the ball out quick? No thought to be had you have a hot guy and you just go to him yeah and that's what he did against philadelphia a lot i think this is a place too paul i, I think your philosophy i would like to see which is i'd like to see so again i know he wasn't good but like jake andrews like they have you know what four-fifths of their offensive line is, are going to be free agents three you know at least three of them so they got to figure out what they have with those guys i'd love to see you know more of so just to give him another chance maybe he can play right tackle i I just I wouldn't be opposed to getting a young guy who's under contract who has some potential. Um, the question for me though is just Jake Andrews. Like, how do you get Jake Andrews in there? What's Jake Andrews going to do? Is he going to be sitting about him. until I know? Well, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Like, I is just, he be I just didn't think David he Andrews looked retires? great in the summer. But never. But to the point, like I, I would rather. I I like Evans sort of um, hypothetical there, but. I, I even if it if it doesn't go to that, I would rather see Calvin Anderson get another shot because I still kind of consider him contract. yeah a sure. younger guy, even though he's not yeah. you know he's not a rookie. Um, I guess he was bad. Riley like the Reeve. Miami game was really bad for him. Like I, and I I'm not an offensive I think line he guy. Was, I think he was worse than Vidarian. No, no, no. I, in that game, I absolutely would agree. But maybe you know you step back and you look a little bit. Maybe he you know he wasn't really ready yet. You know, yeah, based on all the time. The At least Vidarian Lowe has been like a speed bump to the quarterback, <laughs> like because he usually gets his hands on the guy. Yeah, like, he was really bad in the Miami game. Like, I, I, you know, I, Calvin yeah. Anderson just wasn't. It was you know, Olay. Like it wasn't even getting his hands on people. I. I City so at left guard is interesting to me because that's where he played in college. Yeah, was left guard, and that's like his natural position. So if you wanted to convince me to have city so at left guard and mafia at right guard and on when at tackled and like i can buy into that i just don't think that they'll move off cole strange what time well, maybe right? maybe maybe you put cole strange at right guard well, i think that they're pretty settled with him being a left guard okay but you, I, mean, I, I mean maybe it's a really bad place for any team to be playing musical chairs with your offensive line it's what just, time is practice you know, 110 110. Yeah. So we got a while because I think this is one of the more interesting. Uh, Evan is returned from practices. What we're going to have? Yeah. Because yeah. I think uh, Bill Thor hinted at it. Yeah. yeah, Thornton will be out there. I would yep. think based on the way everybody seems to be reacting. But will you see Riley Reef? Will you see anybody else uh, that that is currently? Trey Flowers. Yeah, that would really bum me out. Yeah, but, me too. <laughs> um, Riley Reef is an interesting one. Like, if even if he right even if he's just an okay run blocker, like they're dead last in the league in, in run blocking, like they they can't they don't block the run well. So even if you can just get you know to Fred's point of like getting you know off to a good start and the, like their early down offense is brutal. Like that, a lot of people I feel like we always talk about third down and this like it's a sexy down. The first and second down is the teams that move the ball well and score a lot of points are great on first and second down. Yeah, they run the ball. They play action off of it. They have different things to work off of first and second down. That's like the foundation of your I mean, offense. Look at the Cowboys. I don't know 
the actual stats you guys probably know but like what were the their average second down like i saw i remember a lot of second and threes yeah you know like that th- in yeah. other words good first down plays. i agree with you those yeah. were the brandon cooks throws yeah, yeah. throwing the ball not i think for, three i think he it. caught four passes I, I i bet you three of them were on first downs that created like second and three yeah, and th- second and, and two and then that opens up your playbook it makes it easier takes the pressure off everybody that's living. That's that's good living if you're on an yeah. offense. Well, and, and you then can, if you're you know, good offensively the, and you're consistently in those kinds of situations, that's when you make big plays. Right. Yeah. When, yeah. when you know when you get seven on first down and you say to yourself, "I have this first down." Let's just do a QB sneak. <laughs> right. <laughs> Seething. But they have second to, and two. We can just pick up a first down. They have to figure out a way to run the ball. They yeah. have to figure out a way to run the ball. If they can't run the ball, they're screwed. And if that means putting Riley Reef at right tackle just because he's kind of like that hard-nosed run blocker type of player, then fine if that he means... at least gives you something. Like so something. at left guard because he's a better run blocker than Strange, like whatever the equation is, they have to figure out how to run the football because that's they're only you know play-actioning 16% of the time. It's not enough with this quarterback. He needs play-action to be closer to 30% of the time, but you can't sequence all that stuff together if you're not running the ball. Well, you know, it, they might just have to bite the bullet and play a lot of tackle eligible, just bring the guy in just for an extra blocker or go 12 but make it Farrow, you know, as the extra blocker, you know, in there and just, you know, limit your options, uh, you know, downfield. But, like, you you just might have to do that. Their they're tight ends, like now that I'm on this, this whole thing about the run game, their tight ends stink at, at run blocking. They stink. Even Farrow? Farrow is like better than than Henry and Gesicki, but it's not like he's like a game changing run blocker. Like he's yeah. just better than what they have, and they have to run thirteen personnel because none of their tight ends can block. Yeah. So that's and on top of that, I think one thing that O'Brien can kind of help them out with is like, can we stop using the tight ends at the point of attack in the running game because they can't block? Yeah. So like having. You know, uh, that running to the strength of the formation where the tight ends are is doing you no good because those guys can't block. So let's maybe run it away from the tight end or let's not use Mike Kosicki as a lead blocker, you know, coming through the hole because he's not kicking anybody out. So it, they've had Gesicki block way more than he should. Uh, Henry is, is just not a very good blocker and Farrell Brown is, is what he is. And that that's where you're at with the tight end. It's just an interesting shift in philosophy to me because I felt like they got more out of like a Dan Graham type who, you know, was probably more on the blocking end, but allowed the run game to excel, allowed the passing game around him to excel. And, you know, they didn't add Farrell Brown until after cuts, you know. And so yeah. this is something that they've known that they've had when they had Hunter Henry and then they signed Gesicki. They knew they weren't getting another, you know, legit blocking, but it's – it's just been a problem for me a lot of these times when you just see these plays and it's like Hunter Henry just he just doesn't get any push you know there's not and I think you know and it, it all connects like we talked about how the offensive line just can't get to the second level and get guys blocked beyond the line of scrimmage at best it's going to be maybe a stalemate maybe they get a little bit of a push but there's never you know guys climbing to the second level and we're getting blocks on linebackers and, and safeties it's you know it's like you, maybe Ramondre breaks a couple tackles and is able to get eight yards but that's about the best that their run game can do right now. They've been chasing offense since Brady left, and you know it's it's not. And that's good. what's just yeah. like bugged me about watching yeah. the 2021 game because it's like it's Aguilar out there, it's Jonu Smith, like, and it's just like they're all the same kind of guys, you know. Like they catch the ball, they get out of bounds. There's no big plays. There's you know it's it's been the same thing. So I imagine everybody's as, as sick of it as we are, and just hopefully they can turn the corner at some point here. But 
I don't know what's going to take. All right, eight five five Pats five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web Radio at Patriots dot com is the email address. Jason McCourty's really rocking these uh, these overalls. He he likes to show off a little bit. Jason <laughs> yeah, McCourty. Yeah. <laughs> I would too. Yeah. They, they, they if I looked have... like him, I never put my shirt on. I know on. he looks like he's a little oil walk around out. the office when he shirtless. Was, <laughs> when he was here in the locker room, HR. he never put his shirt on. You need any pencils? Yeah. I can get yeah. them for you up there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to the phones. Uh, lots of emails once again, like yesterday. People want to chime in, and I understand. So let's get to it. Matthew's in New Mexico. What's up, Matthew? Matthew. Good guys. Hey. Um, a little Morse code in the background. I'm at the point where, like, I'm with Evan. Like, we have to show that we can block for a whole game and, like, just be consistent. No matter if that's kick on Wayne out to the right or whatever we have to do, like, they have to show that they can block. And Cameron, Cameron Jordan is no joke, you know. But um, my question for you guys is, uh, like, another hypothetical. So we know that we're not tanking. So let's just a hypothetical, um, like, uh, we're like seven to ten or fifteen or whatever in the draft, and we go like you know we change the regime to Ben Johnson. Like, do you if you're Ben Johnson, if you're Robert Kraft, do you guys give him a chance to like work with Mac and see what they can do and like try to you know um, bring him back, or if we're in like that middle of the range in the draft, should we still try to get a quarterback or even go in the free agency and try to get a veteran in there? Thank no, you guys. Thanks, Matthew. Listen, I mean, if Max if Max here, obviously he's got to work with him. But I like if you're in seven to fifteen and the guy you love, you know, they're going to scout quarterbacks. Okay, they're not going to go into you know this college season not looking at quarterbacks. If the guy they love is available at seven to fifteen, you can get him. You get him. I don't care if you've decided to keep Mac or you. You still got to get him. You're in. You're in the quarterback market. If if there's a guy you love and he's available, except for the new regime. If, yeah. if you if you move on from Bill, whoever comes in is probably going to be a coach and a GM. Yeah, it's up to them. I don't care if Bill like stays if Ben Johnson goes. says I, like, yeah, no, I I I've watched a lot of Mac Jones and I I I think it's fixable. I think we have there's plenty here to work with, and that's what he wants. That's fine. But if he on on, on the flip side, he says. No, we need to do better at that position. Then you have to figure out how you go yeah. from there. This guy can't yeah. do what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, I would say right now as we sit here, my you know philosophy, right or wrong, would be to retain Mac and, and get that high-round pick on a weapon of some sort, whether it's a wide receiver or tight end, You know, somebody who really moves the needle. Give Mac a chance for a year to two years, depending and, and on you what you do. And you've got to shore up the offensive line, too. You've got an out. You've got an out with Mac when his contract ends. I, I mean, that's just you know my – my thinking of it is it's been so hard to find weapons that really move the needle. And I just I, – I struggle with what happened with what happened to Mac. I almost think they got lucky with Mac because we, see, we saw what happened kind of in that middle range. I mean, we can talk about Fields if he was here and how it might look different. But I just hate the idea of being like, we got the fourth best quarterback in the draft. You know, we pick the fourth quarterback. Like, I, if you can get one or two, I feel pretty good about it. But what are the chances that they're like, well, we actually like the fourth quarterback best? Like you know, and that's what we're kind of sold well, with Mac. Yeah, and Mac you have was to really fit. believe that. Not not that's just the public relations. Oh spin. yeah, it doesn't have yeah. to be a draft pick. Yeah. If if you don't have a if, if you can't get the guy you want, like Fred said, if there's the guy that you want, then take him. But if you don't, if the guy you want isn't there, then yeah, then you have to find another way to go about it. If you've decided to move on, and like you know, like we we threw out there yesterday, Kirk Cousins, while you're waiting to get in position to get the guy for the future, 
Yeah. Like, I think that everybody just is so soured on the draft. And this is my boy, and I'll go in and get yelled at today later. Um, you know, Mike is like, Felger is just so adamantly opposed to going back in the draft and try to get a quarterback because, quote, it never works. When there's a litany of teams that have yeah. done it with first-round draft, because almost all these guys are first-round picks. And if you want one of them, you generally you just got to hit on it. It's not easy. I, I, I get that. There's a lot of guys that get taken in the first round that crap out. But there's a lot of Josh Allens, Patrick Mahomeses, and, and Joe Burrows that don't. You have to find one that doesn't. Who was saying – this is while Brady was here. I, I don't know if it was somebody on our team, but somebody said you should take a quarterback every year. Oh. Not, not in the in, first – In the draft. In yeah. the draft. I, I'm a believer I'm a, in that. I believe yeah. that 100%. That's a Ron Wolfism. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's where I think. Packers and yeah. – you know. yeah. It's just good business. Yeah. 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 I mean, the Patriots almost do. Yep. They, yeah, Bill, Bill you know, strongly believes in it. Even that. when Brady was here, they they drafted like eight other quarterbacks or something like yeah. that with yeah. Brady. And right. I could, yeah, and we, we could give you some names and you'd forget all, all about them. But like, you know, the Cliff Kingsburys and the Zach Robinsons of the world. Mm-hmm. Kevin it's O'Connell. Not, it's not just like, I was going to say, it's not just high picks like right. Rohan Davey Castle. and Kevin O'Connell. You know, Matt Castle, seventh round guy who didn't even start in college, you yeah. know. It just it's just good business to yep. to draft and try to develop quarterbacks. All right. Uh let's see. We'll go to Eric in New Jersey. What's up, Eric? Hey guys. Um the <laughs> JP Jackson, you know, um again it's just you know, we're plugging holes. I get you it would have been criminal just to ride out with, you know, Bryant Wade, um and then whatever you gotta get back from the Jones guys. I mean it would have been criminal just to I agree with there. that. But it's the you're just plugging holes. I mean, I know JC had he also had ankle surgery this summer. Um, again, you know, I don't think I didn't have high aspirations for this team. I think you know Paul's right. You know, we're going to get the corpse, the Trey Flowers. Let's call Dante. Let's bring the gang back. Um, I just don't. I mean, is Bill know you can trade for offensive players? Uh, again, I'm not saying that you know you got to go break uh, you know break the world here, but just some something out there, and I'll take it off the line. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I mean, is this the time to do a blockbuster trade? No, and that like, and I'm not, I'm not like storming the Bastille because they traded for J.C. Jackson. I get it. Evan Evan's probably right. I'm being stubborn about this. That you have Sean Wade, and you need better than Sean Wade. I, you know, I I kind of look at it a little bit more like the caller, just in terms of my thoughts on the ensuing three months of the season. But I understand why Bill can't look at it that way. He can't. Like they're they're yeah. in the middle of an NFL I mean, season. Like, I get it. It's like if someone's bleeding and you're not going to give them stitches. You you got to give them the stitches. That's a little bit of a <laughs> no, but I, drastic I mean, analogy. No, but I, I agree with the call. It'd be criminal to not do something at that position right now. Right. It's not fair to. Well, but it's the, not fair to everybody on the team. I mean, you can barely practice with what you know. Left. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like if this was like at the trade deadline, like a month from now, and they were, you know two and six or two and seven or whatever the math is, I would say like, what, what are you, what are you wasting your time? You're four games into the season. Yeah. Like you still have 13 games to go. Do I think it, they're going to turn it around? No, of course not. I don't, I think we all don't think that, but like, oh, is there, does. is there a world where, where the offense, you know, finally starts to come together with under Bill O'Brien and his scheme starts to take hold and they start to make some plays and, yeah, there is a dream world where that happens, and this gives them a chance to be competitive again on defense. Yeah, right. and do it every time I say something <laughs> stupid like this, it comes back and haunt. It, it'll haunt me. Well, don't say <laughs> stupid <laughs> things. I'm just not surprised that he was 
adding to the defense. Let's just put it that <laughs> yeah. way. Like, well, I know, yeah. but at this point, the offense is taking on water, Fred. Like yeah. we're talking about, like there's some injuries in the secondary. They gotta get somebody. They don't have yeah. anybody when they're healthy on offense, and evidently that's fine. Now tomorrow they'll tr- trade for Chase Claypool. They'll I mean, get another no, guy that another team wants out of their building at all costs. No, I'm just saying, but if you bring in somebody on offense, you're just, you know, you're just trying to improve your offense that, that this, is non-existent. No, but at this point, I don't know if you're going to be able to do that. At, in cornerback, it, it's it, at cornerback you it. have to bring somebody in. It's a it's a numbers game at this point too, not just you know, oh, we got to do better than Sean Wade. We don't have a lot of corners. Well, I think you don't have any wide receivers. <laughs> like you don't have anybody that can make a play. No, you have the, wide receivers, but at least we could talk like your thing. Like, all right, let's get. You have Thornton the Sean Wade con- equivalent at wide receiver is what you have. Hey. For some reason, you're okay with it. I, 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 I think that's overstating it. I don't. I mean, I think Thornton Douglas. Those are the you know. Hey, Tyquan Booty. You know, Tariq, get those guys. Get go. those guys a chance. Yeah. I, I mean, or, or anybody. I mean, how much confidence do you have, even if they traded for a wide receiver? I had out my there my Douglas thing yesterday. Like eighteen snaps for him is criminal. Yeah, criminal. So there. I mean, that's the spot I think where you talk about. Let's get the young guys. Let's right. start to make a move into that. I, I just wonder at some point, are you going to see Douglas playing over Juju? And in the key moments, yeah. Max throwing it but, to, but, to Douglas. Instead but that's of Juju. the point. You kind of have in-house resources that you haven't tapped yet that you could still use. That's not the case of cornerback yeah. at this point. Yeah. You know, it's a different situation that they're in. I, I, I'm talking myself back into Taekwon. <laughs> well, listen, I do it every time. Why not? But, well, I well that's that's the have? main thing is why not? Yeah. But I, I also thought in training camp, you know, the little bit that we did see in, in, in OTAs in the spring, like I do think that Bill O'Brien has a plan of how to help him get off the line of scrimmage, so he's not just going one on one against press coverage all the time, which obviously he can't yeah. do, and. Is it going to be like this high volume? No, of course not. Like he's not going to be a thousand yard receiver, I don't think. But is it going to bring an element that they don't currently have? It could. I mean, the only guy that can run by anybody on their current roster is 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 Douglas, and yeah. they don't play him. So it, it it just they have to get some speed on the field on offense, especially on the outside, and, yeah. and maybe Taekwon can do that. Do you think any of it comes at Bourne's expense? I mean, do you think Bourne has done enough to continue what I, to kind of What I would love spot? to see, and, like, I get why you're asking the question, because they seem obsessed with Devontae Parker yep. and Juju, yep. they paid him, and they're going to yep. want to play him. But, yep. like, Pop Douglas, Taekwon, Kendrick Bourne, Mike Gesicki is like the fastest group that you could put out on the field. And I get speed isn't everything, but at least, like, you have some – element of dynamic yeah. you know some movers kind of out there at that point you know i, I just they gotta get some speed on the outside and, and that's all taekwondo is right now donnie's in pittsburgh hey donnie hey all thanks for taking the call again uh you know, looking ahead at the saints um it's going to be tough to win with the injuries and everything that happened on defense uh i think it's going to be even tougher to win if they're rolling mac out there again and you know they're not taking him out like you guys said early in the game if he struggles i know we called yesterday and evan kind of chuckled you know at the suggestion of zappy in any way and i really respect evan's knowledge as a football guy you and uh barth are two of my favorites um but i'm looking at it from an organizational standpoint and from the standpoint of his teammates at what point is it just time you know, the Hunter Henry called WEI for his interview Monday morning. The dude just sounds depressed. He sounds checked out. He's like, they asked him how to fix it. He goes, I don't know. Stop turning the ball over. You know, it's like, 
the answer is just at quarterback and you guys are talking about they have to run the ball they have to do this to help him they can't do that because opposing defenses don't respect mac so it doesn't matter how they line up they're just not but they're but they're going to respect zappy like i'm not trying to come at you i just like I, i just don't see how how zappy changes that that equation like they're now all of a sudden they're not going to stack the box because Bailey Zappi's at quarterback. I think that might actually be true. I don't know as much as about football as you. I trust your evaluation of Zappi, but you just look at the one series he had the other day. You know Parker, who was tired and had been running routes all day, all of a sudden pulls off his signature move to the sideline, and the pass is there on time. And the defense isn't stacking the box, and he's able to get it out in the time the line gives him. Yeah. What I if I told you Zappi played like five series the other day, not one? He played like the last half of the third quarter and all of the fourth. And, and you well, and you re- and you remember one play. And I and listen, yeah, I thought Zappy looked better in that game game. than than Mac did, but that's really more of an indictment on Mac. I didn't really. Th- I, yeah, I thought Zappy did a good job of focus. sliding around and moving a little bit, but you know he went four for nine. You know it yeah, wasn't like the offense was productive when Zappy went in. It wasn't. They also, I think they're trying harder is the point. And he was also getting, yeah, he was also getting to play against the Cowboys right. defense that had decided the game is over, and they so, still couldn't yeah, move yeah. the ball. Apparently, the Patriots also decided the Correct. game was over. So, oh, that thanks. I mean, like you can't if you want to point to the last year's games with Bailey Zappi, then like I guess fine, but you can't take anything no, away I'm, from those snaps. Putting on Sunday. Zappi in does not make the offense better. I, and in in if things go south putting him in just settles the crowd a little bit that's well, all it is that's that's all it is yeah, it was three series that he that he played and they didn't move the ball in any of them yeah, really that's, they had mean, one i think that's the bigger question fred other than do they have mac on a leash is if mac starts slow does the stadium start chanting that's Zappy that's again? why i brought that up yeah well that, that's why i'm hoping for and i'm a wondering good start so that the you know and, and like oh who cares what the fans think it it can get ugly it can get ugly, and you don't want that for anybody. You don't right. want just Mac because, to have to deal with that. And just because Bill doesn't care doesn't mean that the players don't. Right. And and I just would wonder if, if this is going to be a situation where they feel like they can't allow him to play a, a typically sort of unencumbered game plan mm-hmm. because for fear that he's going to – because the, the be-all, end-all for everything that comes out of that locker room is got to protect the ball, turnovers. And if they just decide, well, we have to play the way we played against the Jets, great. Now, who who was Bill- buckle up for a thirteen to ten game? Who was Mac's teammate last year that said, you know, you're hearing, you know, cries for? Yeah, he's the back no, of- he's he, no longer here. He's on the Raiders yeah, now. Kobe, he's, I, he's now catching eight a game. I for understand the that, but like, he, you know, players hear this I hate stuff. Myself, yeah. players hear this stuff, you know, and yeah, not to mention the quarterback who it's all directed at. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, but the the. the I don't necessarily know if it's like like maybe it is conservative, but they they only they only ran two screens the entire game last week, two screens, and some of the, some of their RPOs like were had screens that they didn't throw and they ran the ball instead. But like the the bottom like you're facing a pass rush like that and you only call two screen passes and the first one was to Zeke in like the second quarter like that was just really surprising to me. So like to this point of like conservative offense or like kind of putting the training wheels back on it's you know it's play action it's screens it's quick game like those are the things that they just didn't really they kind of just like played them toe-to-toe out of the gate on Sunday and I think that they like me I'm gonna like they thought that they could just do it right like they thought that they would just be able to go toe-to-toe with Dallas's defense 
and they didn't really they they chipped Parsons some and things like that but they didn't the play calling itself was not curtailed like it was in week one against Philly where they called I think 14 screens or something crazy like that and they were really careful about down and distance and not allowing the Eagles front to tee off against Mac and things like that and then this week they just they just kind of threw him out there and you saw what happened so like I definitely think that the play calling has to be significantly different. If that's conserve makes it conservative, then that makes it conservative. Why, why well, they... but but you, going back to like what Max said, I have to stay within the program, and you know, if he said that, I'm sure it's that sentiment is shared with his coaches, and so was part of last week's failure. Mac not staying in the program, and had he, it might have looked a little different. I don't, you I, know, well, I think with, with I, the calls that they were calling. There were some plays to be made that yeah. he missed. I don't know if it would have made a difference in the game, but I think they could have had a little bit more success. I, I just think, like, 100% it, it would have been better. But you got to you got to get back to finding some layups for him in this offense. Like, it can't. It can't all be like Max looking, you know, drops back to pass and it's this progression read and he's got to read out everything and make the right. Like, it, you got to have some plays on first and second down where it's just, even if it's only five yards, like it's just an easy dink and dunk, right? It's just an easy throw. It's a run. It's something like a screen, you know, anything to just kind of uh, get some early down momentum for for the offense. Like, it, I think last week they put him in a lot of, you know, pretty pretty much like spread the field and, and make some decisions like the very first play of the game they hit hunter henry for a 14 yard completion on play action and then they just like that was it you know it, it just they gotta when you have a quarterback that's limited like mac you gotta do things to help him why do they get away from all this stuff because it seems like the same conversation we were having last year where it was like they don't run any play action there's no motion they're not doing any of the things to help mac and yet even when they do a little bit of it and have a little bit of success, it seems like they get away from it. Is it because they don't know Mac or they think Mac can be something that he isn't yet and they're trying to, like, force that issue? Like, it just – like, it seems like they're continually getting away from what he does best and not playing to his strengths and trying to, like, force him out of his comfort zone. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just I, – I, I look at it similarly in, in that the, the way that they play – they ran the plays last week, it, it's like they – they think he's a gunslinger you know like they like got when you are in a guy that just like lives in shotgun and they just spread out the field and they just make you just distribute the ball from there like those are like what like joe burrow and and josh allen and herbert like that's what those guys do yeah see i i i don't think that they want him to do that i think what mac isn't doing is getting the ball out on time trusting his receivers and throwing guys open and understanding what NFL open is compared to Alabama. Yeah. I know, I know we're four, three well, years away from it, but you know, uh, I agree more with you, Fred, you know, like just get rid yeah. of the ball on time at the top of the break. Not, you know, not waiting I, for this guy. I to, agree with him too, you know, but I don't know if he can do it consistently. Oh, so, so to, I don't order, think he can, but so, that's, that's not my, argument. that's what we, right. we, like, we, we were told he could like, we were told he's an accurate passer who sees the field, you know, his, his, Superpower is his is his brain, right? And, but how and many scouting reports have you heard over the years that didn't turn out to be accurate? Right? No, I know, like I know. We were told that Tom Brady was a weak armed quarterback from the day he stepped foot no, on the field. I, that was false. No, no, and it could be uh, bad intelligence. But I'm like, you just got to keep telling him to do it um, because I'd rather have him fail that way than how he failed on Sunday. 
Yeah. You yeah, know, I, I don't again, I said this yesterday. I don't look at Sunday as indicative of what we've seen for whatever the 30 whatever start. How many starts is he 36, made now? 36 36 starts. I didn't yeah. wow. Sunday was was um exceptionally bad yep. for him. I don't I think that's indicative of of what he's done, but I do think sort of um you know, one of the things he said today even that I caught um about, you know, his eyes, making sure that his eyes were in the right place. I saw that on Sunday. I thought he was paying more attention to the rush than he was yeah. looking, and that's why on a fourth down play he has Devontae Parker on a shallow cross across the middle open enough, Yep. and he doesn't get him. Now, Dak Prescott did the same thing on a fourth down. Now, the difference was they were up like 31-3 to at the time, and he missed uh, Ferguson wide open on a fourth down and ended up getting sacked. Sometimes, you know, quarterbacks miss it because they're, they're watching the rush or whatever. Um, the – the play action thing, isn't that something that if Mac wanted to be under center more, they could be under center more? Like I, I get the impression. This is why I'm with, more with you, Fred. Like I, I think they're in shotgun as much as they are because that's what he wants. Mm. He feels more comfortable. I think Too he bad. feels more comfortable. Oh, I, I agree because I don't think he, I don't think he's good enough. I mean, but yeah, I don't think he's good enough under center either. They, so. They're averaging eight yards attempt off play action. Now some of that's skewed by Farrell Brown's touchdown. We don't have <laughs> some a, of it. We have a small sample. You tell me that they have a tiny percentage of plays, uh, you know, right. under center, and one of them yeah. was a sixty-yard touchdown. Yeah, but it, it just going back to. All three years, though, he's been a, a pretty productive play-action passer. Like, even, you know, 21 was especially good. But, like, tw- like all three years when they call play-action, he's better than, you know, average at that. And, and I think that when they use some of these tricks of the trade uh, that offensive coordinators use, like play-action, uh, you know, like screens, like motion, like RPO, like it, it helps him just make throws like I don't think it's a reads thing necessarily with him sometimes I think it's he doesn't have the ability to sit back there and go through sideline to sideline and be able to make a throw you know just to any open receiver like you have to really be calculated and where what areas of the field he's attacking like when he's throwing his rhythm his timing like all that type of stuff because if he's a second late to a sideline throw it's a pick six yeah so you just you you, you can't you have to be able to calculate all those things into the play calling. What if he's five seconds late from across the field? <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Uh, Jackson's in Alabama. Deuce, hey, Jackson. Very negative, Deuce. Very negative. Hey, guys. Hey, Fred. Hey. Hey, crew. Hi. Uh, I just wanted to like, just sit here and ponder on this for a second. Is there any way that we get a top five pick that we're not going to trade it? And huh. also, I just want to put this in. And say, Evan, you're giving off very big Mike McDaniel's vibes right now, and I think that uh, maybe you need to be in line for the offensive coordinator job. <laughs> you're not the first person who said that. <laughs> Mike McDaniel's right, my right, hero. You guys. Evan might as well be All right, thanks, Jackson. <laughs> I, I know he might be a little bit joking, but top five pick, I, I hope they don't trade it. Well, here's the thing. Who would be willing to trade a top five pick? A team that has a quarterback, Bill Belichick. Yeah. Oh, if they have a top five pick. I don't think Bill Belichick's going to be in a position to be. He would uh, love. Yet. He would love to yeah. trade that yeah. pick. Oh, I don't. I, I mean, I, like I'm sorry, but if they're picking in the top five, I, 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 I said I was the only one yesterday that said I think he'll be back. But if they're picking in the top five, I think you guys are right, and I'll be wrong. I don't think he'll be back. You guys all suggested that if it continues like this, that he'll be gone. Yeah. Yesterday, and I was the only one that said I don't see it. But if it's that bad, you're talking three, four wins. Yeah. 
It's going to be know, hard with the left five, tackle. Five, maybe? The left tackle need is what scares me there because it's like, I get it. I mean, it's the same thing we said last year. Like, I get it, but you'd love to have a guy who moves the needle on offense. Brian's in Detroit. Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, long-time listener. Uh, I live in Detroit. Season ticket holder for the Lions, and I just wanted to let you guys know a little bit about Ben Johnson. Evan yeah. brought him up yesterday. Someone else no, brought him up today. Paul did, but that's yeah, all. Everybody like, keeps saying possible this successor to Bill Belichick, but, man, I was at training camp this year. Ben Johnson, man, there was this old lady that was walking in there, and he stepped right in front of her and said, you're not allowed to come in here. My kids go to the same school as Ben Johnson's kids at the school play. Ben Johnson got up right in front and said, everyone, watch my child. He's just an all-about-me guy, and okay. if you watch real closely, it's all Jared Goff in this offense. Okay. Jared Goff is teaching Ben Johnson how to, how uh, to call these plays. Yes, okay. Everything that he got from Sean McVay. This might be one of the most wild calls Ben, Johnson. ben Johnson is not the guy that you guys want to start targeting to cool. replace Bill Belichick. Okay. Well, okay. Well, the rest I, of the league disagrees with you. Thank you. For that was call. a wild call. That was, that was weird. Like, I care <laughs> about a, a, a school play. Well, I mean, I don't well, know. Well, what? Like if we're going to go by personalities, we have the greatest coach who's ever played. We're going to go by personalities now. I, I, I please. Know. The greatest coach who's ever been in the league is the Patriots coach for the last twenty-five years. Uh, a, a personality is not necessarily high on his list. I want to hear more. <laughs> I want to hear. Like, I have to talk to Hardy, see what he has to say. Uh, let's go to Eric at Amherstburgville. Hey Township. guys, uh, how's your day going? I hope it's uh, going good. It's going fine. Well, you've been listening, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. So, Fred, I disagree with you. Our wide receivers, as uh, Giardi puts it, are stink, stank, and stunk. We do not have anyone who is even close to Sean Wade's level on the offensive side when it comes to that, in my opinion. Oh, come on. I think it's comparable. I, don't, I think that's an overstatement. But I, I think that you're dealing okay. with secondary guys that wouldn't be frontline players on other teams, on both on both sides. But I think Fred's we only, only care point about with the receivers is that they have bodies at receiver. Right. Whether they're no, good or not. No, I know you have bodies the at se- in the secondary. They're not good ones, but they're bodies. You know. have Miles Bryant, Jalen really. Mills, and Sean Wade. I mean, they're bodies, just like Juju Smith-Schuster and Tyquan Thornton and but you have you go whoever you else. go five or six deep yeah. at receiver of just receivers on the team that are on, have played in an NFL game yeah. before. Like you only go three deep at corner. But so. Yeah, it's That's a more tough. it's a much more dire situation right now at corner. Right now, I think you have a much more dire situation on offense in general. You can't yeah, score. Okay. You can't. But what win. are you going to do to help that, Paul? Right trade, now, trade for somebody like you just did on, on defense. You're talking about a big trade. No, not a big trade. A trade like this, a nothing trade to get an NFL player. To use your example. Yeah. Well, so you just I said that he's not any good, J.C. Jackson. I don't think he is, but obviously the rest but, of the, the but room But this is what's available right now, Paul. Okay, so then go and make a trade for Chase Claypool. You know? But you don't think he's going to make you know move the needle. So I don't, the but point? you guys do. You guys right. like these guys that right. no one else oh, wants. I don't, I don't think Chase, Chase Claypool is so moving the needle. Right now the situation They don't have anybody on offense to, to make a play. Yeah, I think And the one guy that I think they might have, he won't play for whatever reason. Who are you talking about? Douglas. Yeah, Douglas is the only guy who can make a play. Bill, for some reason, thinks Juju, Parker, these slow guys are going to help Matt. As Evan said earlier, Matt can't make certain throws, and these guys are not getting to the spots quick enough to allow him to get make these throws. Defense has been ruled out of the NFL. We need to get more explosive on offense. J.C. Jackson, yeah, great. You've traded for him. 
this would have been a great trade in January so that we didn't need to take Gonzalez, who the defense without him. You see what I mean? Exact same, yeah, in my opinion, with him. <laughs> and you could have taken a guy like a J- J- JSN, Zay, someone who could have given you life with a guy like Douglas later in round. Gonzalez has Why already had three guys? games better than anything J.C. Jackson ever did as a Patriot. That's pretty valid. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's, we, how, that's like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, mm. don't Thanks, just go by the name and the reputation and the stats and everything. Watch the game. Like, J.C. Jackson, especially against the kind of teams that the Patriots have played in the first month, has never been able to perform the way that Gonzalez did. No. Go back to that playoff game, the 47-17 to game. J.C. Jackson was your number one quarter that night. How did Diggs do? Now, I know that Gonzalez never got a chance to go against Diggs specifically, but he went against, uh, as Mike likes to say, digs adjacent kind of receivers throughout <laughs> the first month, and didn't look like that. Didn't uh, wasn't there something else going on with J.C. Jackson in that game? Didn't he tap out? The whole team tapped out in the uh, second half. Inclu- well, I'll be nice, <laughs> including uh, one of my favorite Patriots of all time. John's in Washington D.C. What's up, John? Hey, how's it going, guys? Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, just you know, we're sort of doing here and i think we we're sort of going around but uh you know i think paul's right you know we do need more talent on offense i don't know where you get it um there's uh, i i've been wondering you know i look back at the drafts and the last two drafts and i just think you know corner corner depth was something i was screaming for and in, in my uh things beyond gonzalez obviously i was talking about like a fourth round pick instead of city so or somebody like that and and I just look at people that fell in that fourth round or like Tariq Willen who fell after Jackson instead of Jack Jones the year before. And I'm like, yeah, because I was worried. This was my nightmare of Sean Wade and, and, and Miles Bryant being your primary corners. And that's, that's a fair second guess. I, and we all talked about like heading into the yeah. year in terms of depth. That was a spot that we were all worried about. And then but unfortunately I, you've I, seen it unfold right before our eyes. Yeah. yeah. But at the same but time, I, like they had their top four corners got hurt. Like no, they, no, no. They, they, yeah. the whole room got wiped out. Like but, we're not talking like. But the, I, I question whether I question whether how good Jack Jones and Marcus Jones are. Correct. I thought it was a house of cards. And, that position I and, thought was a house of cards. So that's I can't, fair. I can't the, be a fraud about it. He's right. This is some of the things that I. I, yeah, I, John, I, I John has and, and the, the cornered worries, me. The thing, <laughs> He's called the me thing out. That worries me the most about next year is not just the offense in general, not just the offensive line. I look at the defensive line. I look at the pass rushers. I look at the edge setters, and I'm like, God, there's really not a lot. They need help everywhere on this roster. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think they are they were pretty Thanks, well John. stocked coming into the year on defense. <laughs> they, they spent every resource yes. they possibly could to be well stocked on defense. I mean, they brought back every starter besides Devin McCourty, who retired. They drafted three guys at the top of the draft on defense. You, you prepare to lose players at every position. Any team that has their top four cornerbacks get wiped out at, yeah. by injury all at once is going to be in a. In but a I would feel the same situation. if they just lost Gonzalez or if they just lost Jones. Like I thought they w- it was a house of cards without that. Like I didn't have much. I you know what I think of Jack Jones, kind of similar to J.C. Jackson. Yeah. yeah, that's what I think of Jack Jones. Um, Gonzalez, Gonzalez played at a high level. Yeah, and I think Jonathan Jones is a good solid NFL corner. So if you lose one of those two guys, I think you you only had one one solid option. Losing both of them, 
I, I mean, I'm more, has left I'm more you concerned about what happened if we lose Judon. You know, that was – I mean, I said that exact line. I mean, I don't think they did – you know, I, we'll see what happens that's, with Keon White. That's another spot that was a house of cards. And, and you're going to see that, And I, I said, you know, and, and I think when people came at me being negative at the end of the training camp was just like, you know, Devon Godshaw, Lawrence Guy, Dietrich Wise. We've seen these guys roll out there for the last three years. Like, is it going to be different this year? And it, it's kind of been the same, you know. It's, it's they can't really get off the field against the good offenses. I don't know. We'll see how the rest of that plays out. But I agree with the general sentiment. I, I mean, I and I'm high, probably higher on the cornerback depth than, than Paul is, certainly. But I think up front you've got some major questions coming up this year just due to age and injuries. Uh, web radio at Patriots.com is the email address. Joel in San Antonio. As always, thank you for all you do. It's always good time to listen to the world's original podcast, even when we're down. Just wanted to share some quick thoughts. So we're bringing – J.C. Jackson back. Cool. We need the help right now, and he can just suit up and play right away. However, I'm just not a fan of B.B. recycling old players that used to play for us. For example, Van Noy, Collins, however many times that happened, Trey Flowers, now J.C. Who's next? Chandler Jones? Can we just for once look outside our tree? Wouldn't rule it out. (laughs) Defense. Wouldn't rule it out. Can we just for once look outside our tree branches for a different type of spark? I'm just simply not sure if these moves are in the best interest of the team. Again, J.C. fills an immediate need right away. But in the bigger picture, and correct me if I'm wrong, these moves have not really worked out that well. That's all I got. Well, I think you're, you, he answered his own question. Like, taking a player from outside the, organ, outside the tree, as he puts it, now you got to get that player up to speed, and you gotta get a, you know, got to get him on the program. J.C. Jackson, you're, you're in the middle of the season. So you're not you're not in a place in in OTAs or training camp where you have all this runway to get him up and and running. So JC Jackson comes back, already knows the playbook, already knows the system and he can he could probably play on Sunday in this game against the Saints. If you trade for somebody that's never played he here before, uh, yeah. you know, uh, it's a totally different ball game. But so. I think what the email is saying is kind of how I feel and that I don't really care like this week and next week. Yeah, great. So I got the guy that I can get up to speed. I, I'm, if I'm going to acquire a player at this point, and I know they didn't give up anything for him, I get it. But if I'm going to bring other players in, I want players that I, I, I conceivably have to be part of my future. They already told me I don't want this guy. They don't want him. And now they're just bringing him back because of this. We're seeing it actually on TV right now on well, NFL Network, you know, the, 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 the Christian Gonzalez injury, um, you know, saying torn labrum expected to miss the rest of the season. So, yeah, I mean – you probably can't, you know, beggars can't be choosers. They needed somebody right now, and J.C. Jackson happened to be available, so that's that's the move. But I'm not excited about it for the reason the, the emailer said. I would be more excited if it was like some other corner who might have some hope of being something. That you haven't been there, seen that with, seen right, it with. Right, and it's probably the same either way because you're probably not getting a guy that is going to be good enough to be something in the future, but – yeah, maybe that, that sort of, um, you know, that lack of, of knowing for sure would be better. Tayshawn in New Milford, I woke up to a text saying, look online, Bill just made a big trade. <laughs> My imagination started running. Is it Judy? Or maybe it's Justin Jefferson. Opens Twitter. All I could That's do was laugh. Fault. Dumb of me to think Bill would actually trade for a top-tier wide receiver, but J.C. is cool, I guess. I just think it makes you competitive, again, on defense. Like, it, it, it kind of just... Yeah. It keeps you afloat on that side of the ball. I, I, I'm not necessarily as far off on J.C. Jack. Like, I'm with Paul in terms of, like, 
what he is as a player. Yeah. Like he's, you know, he is what he is, but I, I just think that it puts you in a spot where you're, you can just, you can be competitive again on that side of the ball. I don't think that they would be super competitive without Judon and Gonzalez if they just rolled out the group that, that they have. All currently. right. Uh, Paul's Foods here. We got a uh, big show within a show halftime. Uh, as you know, um, one of the Patriots greats died over the weekend, Russ Francis, uh, all-world tight end. So we're uh, bringing back uh, some clips from the uh, Pats from the Past podcast that we did with him. So uh, we'll play that during the break. And when we come back, more of your calls and emails. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. What's up, everybody? Check out this clip from our Pats from the Past episode featuring Russ Francis. As a 20-something-year-old kid, you mentioned uh, ABC Superstars, and there's probably people listening to this have no idea what that is. And uh, ABC back in the day would gather the best athletes from respective sports, Reggie Jackson in baseball, uh, Lynn Swan in football, yourself in football, and you'd compete against each other in decathlon-type items. Right. Here's a 20-something-year-old kid who's being called all-world tight end by Howard Cosell, who's being invited to go on ABC's Superstars. Is your mind blown a little bit by this? Who's a guy who's not a football player and you know comes from a simpler life, maybe in Oregon and a little bit Hawaii, that all of this notoriety is coming your way? <laughs> well, I didn't watch much TV growing up. Certainly sports, certainly never football, because that was never live until after I started playing. But um, Howard Cosell coined the all-world phrase my rookie year when I caught like a 40-yard pass in Miami on a Monday night game. Well, I've been catching, I think I averaged over 18 yards as a rookie. And what he didn't know, and I told his wife when they asked me to speak at his services after he'd passed, that um, um, the only reason I didn't tell um, Howard why I was catching such long passes is because I called him up when he started calling me all-world because my teammates started trying to beat me up in practice and roll me over, knee me in the ribs and everything else. The guys on the field playing against saying, all world my ass. Right. That can be a, a, ble it's a blessing and it's a curse. And they're coming after me. Right. So I said, Mr. Cosell, I'm really honored if you could, because I finally got him after like four phone calls. And this is before I started working for ABC. My rookie year. Here's a rookie calling Howard Cosell. I still didn't really understand the importance of all these people. I, I'd never heard of them before. So you asked me earlier about how did I deal with that. Well, I didn't know any better. So I just li lived my life. I said, Mr. Cosell, thank you for taking my call. It's such an honor for you to even mention my name on a Monday night game. I said, I have a big, big favor to ask of you. And he says, number 81. He said, all world. He said, what can I do for you today? And I go, oh, God. I'm just stumbling. And I said, no, go ahead, anything. 
81, come on. It's so good to hear. Thank you for calling. I'm sorry I missed your other calls. I've been busy with Frank and, and the GIF and everything and this and that and on and on. I said, Mr. Cosell, could you please stop calling me all world? They're killing me out there. My teammates and the other guys. Do you notice any silence right now? There was silence. And all of a sudden, that booming voice, number 81, listen up and listen close. Get tough or get out, click. So um, Mrs. Cosell at his service, they asked me, um, Billy Crystal, myself, and Frank DeFord. The writer, DeFord, so yes. To, to speak at his, because we had become, I babysat their, their grandchildren, Justin and Jared, who I think run ESPN now, um, at the pools when we played in Miami and, and everything else. Got to know them pretty well. Heather, their mother, uh, sweet gal. Emmy was just a sweetheart. Um, a a can-do, do-everything kind of wife and mother. Um, I said, I got to tell you the story. I said, never got a chance to tell the story to Howard because I was afraid. And she goes, what? I said, you know, that um, all world things that he, he kept calling. She goes, oh, he just thought you were a great player. She's giving you the same thing. And I said, well, the truth of the matter is, I didn't know how to read coverages or run past prams. So here's the truth. I'm <laughs> pouring it out. I didn't want to do this, especially at, at his services. I said, but I kind of felt like, well, Howard's here. We're all here together, right? So, um, but I called him up and asked him to not call me all world and he slammed me down and said, get tougher, get out. So I wasn't gonna tell him. It's because Steve just told me to go straight. I didn't know how to run. It wasn't because I was a great player. It's because I had speed, Steve had an arm, we had Randy Vataha, um, Stanley Morgan, um, you know, a bunch of great, Steve Burke, great uh, receiver from Arkansas, and this kid who didn't know anything about football. So I'm looking good because of all of them and a great offensive line. Um, so, you know, once Shelby Jordan and all the other guys got together, that 1978 team you're talking about, we ran over people. Held and a rushing record until just a couple of years ago when the Ravens, that record stood for 40 something years. Something I we're very, right. very proud of. And the one thing that the Kraft family, by the way, uh, on a couple of these alumni weekends when we come in for games, have made a real, uh, um, uh, uh, they've given us an opportunity to highlight some of the film when they show it to the fans so they're up in the club boxes and everything else. Sometimes on the screen of those teams with John Hanna coming around and Sam Cunningham. He was always fast enough and, and good enough for passes and everything else. When you send him out there first, 245 pounds, he ran a 4-5-40. Um, he just blow through people. There goes John, there goes, I'm looking for people to block. I don't have to. I mentioned Gronkowski. Do you watch, do you look at a guy like Gronk who played for the team that you used to play for and, I mean, Marvel, bigger kid than you are. Um, I don't know if he was faster than you were at the time. Different strengths, but a guy who you could put on the line and he'd knock a guy 15 yards past, a true tight end, and yes, you could send him up the seam and he could run by linebackers. What did you think of him when you watched him play, Russ? Well, first of all, you said the one thing that separates him, and I believe me, from most tight ends. You said a complete tight end that would block and have the speed to get downfield and have the hands. He's got incredible a sense for the balls. You, your head comes around right here, and there's a little flash of brown, and you get your Catch hands. radius. 
very high. Like you could put the ball almost any place with him. Yeah. So one thing I would say about about uh, Rob Gronkowski is there isn't anything he can't do on a football field that he decides to do, and that's the goal of every tight end. And I work with some t young tight ends from time to time that want to get a college scholarship or high school or a couple of young pro guys, um, not in the coaching standpoint, but just technique. Because I had to learn uh, from, from the very, very beginning. I won't give you away one of my secrets that I learned that helps tight ends improve quicker, but to look at a Gronkowski, we're probably about the same speed. I was 4.540. I think that's probably what Rob runs, 4.546. We're both in that range. Uh, I weighed, I played about, they say it comes out on my card that I was 240. <laughs> I played at 255. Now, when I got here, I was about 245. I quickly became 250 by hitting the sled. I never lifted weights. They said, you need to lift weights, put on more weight. No, the muscle becomes stronger than the tendon, and it rips the tendon, and the muscle is supposed to give first. So I'm not doing any of that, so I'm going to hit the sled instead. So that put on weight. So I ended up weighing about 255 pounds. If I hadn't done more running and more stairs, I probably would have gone to two, you know, 65, 270, because you do build up muscle hitting those sleds. But I didn't want to compromise my speed, so I stopped at 250, 255 pounds. Rob was probably, he's, we're about the same height. I'm probably not as tall as I was uh, when, <laughs> when I started, but uh, nor will he be. He's about 6'6", 6'7". 6'5", 6'6"? Yeah, uh, just a big guy all around. And when he hits, he explodes. That's his number one quality in the running game. And he has the want to to take that guy 15 yards. He's not just going to hit him. And the, the ball, the guy goes by and he just lets him go. He's going to bury him. And when he runs a route, he's so fluid for a big guy. He's like a ballerina out there. You know, Lim Swan used to take ballet lessons so that he could be quicker. And what a gifted receiver he was. I look at Rob Gronkowski and I marvel at what he can do, and I can't wait till the next play. And the next play, oh, now he's playing in Tampa Bay. Oh, is Brady there too? Oh, great, I get to watch both of them. Yeah, I watch them, and I, I do my, oh, Rob, that's a little bit early. Oh, that's a little bit late. You could have done this, you could have done that. I'm sure he, if he did look at any of my film in the day, he said, oh, you could have done better on that, Wes. You could have done better on that. One of the best of all time, and he will go into the Hall of Fame. Score big with Bob's unbeatable savings on power reclining furniture, perfect for game day viewing. With features like hidden drop-down tables for snacks and bevs and convenient USB ports, you'll never have to get up and miss a play. But only when you shop at Bob's, the official furniture store of the New England Patriots. Paul, you, you could use a motorized recliner, right? Wouldn't you like that? No. No? No. We're One of the ones that, that lift up and get you right out of the chair no. so you don't have to. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't catch it at first, but thanks. No. <laughs> I can't get up. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, we were still working on your uh, your remote. You, you know, too? <laughs> you got your fart remote? You too? If you could improve the <laughs> remote. Yeah. Paul, I, if you could improve the I remote. I can get mean with you too. I won't just, re I won't just reserve it for Freddie. If you could improve the remote, what feature would you add or take away or whatever? You can talk into it. Because you're a remote professional. Yeah, I don't. I think the remote's pretty good. Okay. I think, yeah. I think it's pretty good Paul as you said. Use the voice? Uh, sometimes, but not not. I usually. have to because I don't know where the station is. Oh, yeah, yeah are I anymore. usually just go to the station I want, but if I don't know, I'll, yeah. I'll just put the game in that I'm, that, you know, like I'll yeah. be watching like a college football game on a Saturday, right? And then, you know, like the scroll will come up and it's like, you know, 
35-35 fourth quarter, and I'll be like, oh. And I have no idea what channel that game is on, yeah, and yeah. I'll just say, yeah. you know, Notre Dame-Duke, and it just pops right. up. The other but thing, otherwise, I don't use I'm voice commands too much. I'm surprised you don't much. do this, Paul. You, you, you actually go to each game and get it on your back. Oh, I do that sometimes. So that when you oh, hit yeah. back, they're all on yeah, the yeah, bottom, yeah. and you just, boom, go but right see, to see, that's it. what Paul wants. Of I course know, I do that. Okay. I know exactly what Paul needs. He needs a way to get to the streaming services quickly right. with one click of a button, and boom, we're there. Like, it's already kind of recording it, so you can just jump around. Yeah, as not as so want. much getting to the streaming services, getting, getting around, away from getting them a little in, bit in and, and getting back. Yes. Yeah. What I think Paul really needs <laughs> is a bank of – Is a new salary. No, is a bank of – monitors like nasa oh okay so he could just have it all up yeah there. he doesn't have to worry about even yeah. changing the yeah. channel he just looks there yeah you know I, I some of my friends do do that stuff i'm not multi-tvs yeah i'm not big on the multi-tv thing i they're, have that called bookmakers but anyway <laughs> that's true i have that, <laughs> i have that ability uh downstairs because i have uh there's like two separate rooms and there's a tv on both sides because we had like a tv set up when the kids were little they used to watch a lot of their you know kids shows and stuff so i could do that but i don't really see the need um from what i'm hearing the sunday ticket on youtube is excellent oh really like you can do you can do four panels like four games at a time and everything yeah like people are really liking how youtube is presenting a little uh, more sunday ticket a lot of control you can get the you know the yeah ec- the it was next fun. gen stats and all that. I used to have when I was in California, and you could you know I mean you had just the the box with all eight games on at once. I mean you have Red Zone of course, but then that box where you have every game going at once was always see. I would too. never want to use that, but I like to Freddie's point. I like that feature. I like yeah. the idea that oh. it's there if I ever just wanted. If you it. ever need it, you know. Especially like if it's yeah. an afternoon game and there's like three kind of boring games going on, yeah. and then it's like well Red Zone's going to be kind of useless because they don't even get in the Red Zone. You can at least put it up and kind of see all Red Zone's three never. <laughs> it's never useless. It'd be great. You know, you it's have the Scott four, Hansen. something's happening in one, you hit that, it takes over the full screen, then, okay, that plays over, then you go back to four, yeah. you know? Yeah. Red Zone might be one of my biggest misses ever, and there are a lot of them, as you what, guys that know. you could have come up with as your, no, no, no. one of your ideas? I, when I first heard the idea, I was like, what, who would ever want to do oh, that? Yeah. Like, and now you just, jingle. just the scoring plays, like, I totally didn't have the, the concept in my mind of, as to what it was going to be. Just the important stuff. And... I, I was like, why would anybody ever want to do that? Like, if you're going to watch a game, you got to watch the, you know, the sequence, not realizing they were actually going to show you the actual game. And not realizing. You know, like the play-by-play of a drive. You didn't realize your gift at that point either to somehow sequence all of them at once. Like watching I, realized, I realized my gift at the time, <laughs> but I didn't realize that they were going to pull it off quite, quite as effectively and literally oh. – the first bye week that we had or the first Monday night, whatever the first opportunity that I had to watch Red Zone, I put it on, and I literally never changed. I never touched the remote <laughs> again. In. Paul was like, oh, my oh. God. I, it was, I'm telling you. Heaven? I've seen Valhalla. I was as wrong about Red Zone as I was about Richard Seymour. <laughs> Like that's how wrong I, I could. That's de- you know that's definitely that's the wrongest. S- that's a good senior quote right there. <laughs> <laughs> I I just I enjoy watching. Wow. I think you get People a chance. Have said a lot of wrong things on this show, but that might be the wrongest. <laughs> uh, I I think th- those one o'clock windows when there's nine games oh, going at once, you effectively get a sense of how all nine games unfolded. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. You do. And then they're just a blur in my memory. And he's like, he'll read like, well, you remember in the first quarter, I'm like, I don't know. He Uh, he gets mad at me because I can keep track of the game while we're in the middle of doing the (laughs) post-game show. 
Web radio at patriots.com is the email address. Uh, Bubba in Connecticut. On the topic of cadence, I noticed during the Cowboys game, Mac was consistently waiting until one second or less on the play clock to snap the ball. Doesn't that allow uh, the opponent's pass rushers to time their rush? It was consistent throughout the game. They seem to have zero variability there. Seems like that could be something easy to adjust, and they need all the help they can get. Sounds like they need a new cadence. I wonder, though, like, you know, know, when you're down on the line defense, you know, and you're in your three-point stance or whatever, like, how much you are paying attention to the play clock. Yeah, people do. I I think it's more so, like, the edge guys. Yeah. Yeah. Standing up, you can see it. Uh, But that's very um, common around the league. A lot of plays get snapped in the last second of the play clock. Yeah, I didn't. It didn't. I didn't clock anything. It didn't see. I mean, I remember the famous one was that 2015 game against Denver, right, where they said that they could figure out Stork. His like his Von Miller was like jumping off the snap, like they had a beat on it already. Well, that was a tell. He had a tell. He had a tell with his. I think his head. He turned and was like a jerk to somebody right before he snapped it. Well, he hit somebody with their luggage, (laughs) with his luggage. (laughs) Yeah, he's. Bottom, bottom five, bottom five. Guy See, he's a great, he's a great like little foil for the show because it's like one random guy who was here a couple years. Like nobody. Feels and it wasn't bad, like he like, was a stiff. Fun. He yeah. was a starting player. Yeah. Stork. Uh, let's see. Fred, Fred, just, Fred just like has enough of let let, let them go. Okay. <laughs> All right, you done? Okay. I'm, I'm teeing up the next email. It's like a, a billion emails here. Uh, Bob in Wilmington, North Carolina. You all had the Patriots going 500 for the first four weeks, and you're not far off with the team going one and three. Not the worst, not the best. I listened to yesterday's show last night, and that was the saddest episode in unfiltered history. Where's the support? Bill is best at motivating replacements and always puts a competent team on the field that will give the Patriots a chance to win. This season is going to be seeing all the diamonds in the rough that appear through the next man up philosophy that Bill lives by. Remember that Bill has forgotten more about football than the rest of the coaches in the league combined. This year is not over. The Patriots will still be a team to reckon with and will finish with a winning season in Bill I Trust. Question, which position do you see the first diamond to appear? Wow. That's assuming, oh, we have to, uh, uh, we uh, have to now agree entertain with the this? Yeah. We have to agree with Keon this? Keon White. Keon White is going to play Second round pick, diamond in the rough. There you go. <laughs> Well, he doesn't play. 50th yet. overall pick in a draft. Diamond in the rough. He'll actually get to play. Demario Douglas. Uh, Russell in Arkansas. I can, I can accept that. Yeah. Uh, I sent this into the postgame show, but Hardy doesn't read emails. No, no he doesn't. I kind of just. He uh, really doesn't. I kind of. I'm just over the season, and I'll just assume they'll lose and be surprised when they don't. Any chance the offense gets torn down to the studs in the offseason and rebuilt player-wise? I don't mind the Jackson trade, mainly because we gave up nothing but pocket lint. Also, Sick Evans sounds like Peter Schrager with his head stuck in a fishbowl. <laughs> that's, uh, that's excellent. I never thought of it, but that, he does sound like Peter Schrager. It does sound like he hit puberty. Yeah. I hate Peter Schrager. No, <laughs> no I know you're not a big fan. Yeah, the, uh, the whole the, – the kind of a contrast, the last two emails, but the whole, like, everything is, is great – First of all, I don't know. I I didn't I didn't pick him to go 500 in the first four games, and if I I only amended it to one and three when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. I thought they were going to start 0 and four. Yeah. But when Aaron Rodgers got hurt, I picked them to beat the Jets. Um. I don't know how you can look at the way the games played, especially the last one, and just say, well, yeah, I expected them to be one and three, so they're one and three. Here we go. Right. Not that. Yeah, I expected him to be much better offensively this year. Right. 
That's what I expected, and yeah. I haven't seen it never not yeah. once. Yeah, it would, I would say with the the lone exception of the last say six minutes of the second quarter of the opener against Philadelphia, I have not seen any improvement on offense. Yeah, short of the final score, that's been the biggest dis- disappointment so far is that we haven't seen the improvement in the offense that we thought we would. Yeah, yeah. You know? I would just say to the point of tearing it down to the studs, I mean, we talked about the offensive linemen that are up for contract, the tight ends that are up for contract, but, you know, unfortunately they have all their receivers are, like, under contract. So, like, Juju, Parker, all these guys are going to come back. That's, like, ideally you'd like the receivers to kind of be phasing themselves out, and, you know, you've got, like, an offensive line. Oh, Bourne's in the last year, right? (laughs) The only one that anybody likes. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey in Canada, sustained success can make you blind. For 18 years, Bill and Robert could do no wrong. They dominated the league. So I'm going to ask a question that I know you really can't answer, but you can offer your opinion. Do you think Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft are self-aware? Do they know that this is one of the worst five teams in the league right now? Does Bill know he can't effectively evaluate offensive players? Does Robert know the team he owns is not even close to competing in what is now the fourth year after Brady leaving? The fans and media all seem to know these things, but I seriously doubt either of these two men know these things. Uh, I would strongly, strongly, strongly agree with that sentiment, especially with Bill. I don't think Bill thinks that – I think Bill thinks they're like a turnover or two away from being 4-0. Yeah. I, I really I, do. I really think that he thinks that. Robert – I think Robert's a little bit more uh, aware of, of what it is. And did he speak yesterday at that event? Briefly. Right. Which is, to me, a departure of the way he has been speaking at these events about how excited he is about the drafts and how about, you know, Mac and, uh, you know. I don't like losing. I don't like losing. I, I can tell you Robert Kraft knows that. I think Robert is good. very much aware of wh- where yeah. the team is right now and wh- how the team is sort of perceived right yeah. now. Yeah. Bill, I think <clears throat> I think Bill thinks they're like three plays away S- from being four Stay the off. course. Yeah. And, and whether or not you think it was good or bad or whatever, but – at the end of the last season, and I think it was January or early February, the t- the organization sent that letter out to season ticket holders. There's going to be changes, and of yep. course, the changes was Bill O'Brien and Adrian Clem and all that. But you know, I'm, that that wasn't Bill's idea. No, no, that wasn't Bill's idea. That's why I said I think yeah. I think Robert is aware of how the team is perceived. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not sure Bill is. I'm not sure Bill agrees with how well, it's yeah, perceived. Let's I, I put it that Bill way. I think Bill is more set in yeah. his in, – I don't think Bill yeah. agrees with the perceptions. But bigger question, though, do you think a, a coach needs to be in season? I mean, is that something No, they that, shouldn't be listening. You know? They should they, – No, but they should also be aware – like, in yeah. 2009, I thought Bill was very, you know, very poignant, uh, very, very self-aware of the situation with the team. He knew that – we can beat the bad teams. We can't beat the good ones because I just can't get this team to play the way I, yep. that I need them to play. Now, I would argue that it's a step further than that. You can't get the team to play the, the way you need them to play because they weren't good enough to play that way. And I think I think Bill's answer for everything is that we just got to execute better. Like if they just execute the plan, like if the plays are there, like yeah. Right. yeah. But can you every play? Yeah. is workable if it's executed to perfection. But are your players good enough to consistently execute the plays the way you need them to be executed? And I would argue no. I would argue in 2009, no. I, I think they were a very thin team that year. And as he said, you slam, you know, you, you double down on, on uh, yeah. Moss over the top and slam down on Welker, and you shut down the yeah. offense. Yeah. Right? Because you didn't have players that were good enough. Now, we'd kill for players like that now. 
on I know offense. it's crazy in hindsight. And this could be the biggest moment of the uh, the show. Uh, Evan's <clears throat> back. Oh. Yeah, I'll. Oh. Yeah. Evan has returned from practice. Evan has returned from practice. Yeah. Evan has returned from practice. What was the mood? Who wasn't there? What did he see? Evan. Hello. We hello. await what you have to say. This is a big one. Paul oh. is right. B- very. We had to compare notes and everything. A lot of moving parts. So good news first or bad news first? What do we want? Bad news. Bad news. I no Tyquan Thornton. Uh, really? So no Tyquan Thornton and a different. Okay. No Jack Jones. Both those guys and Marcus Jones, obviously, uh, still not there. No Judon. No Christian Gonzalez. Uh, that's the the absences. The the good news, if you want to call it that. Riley Reef is yes. back. Uh, Trey Flowers is back, <laughs> and Cody Davis <laughs> is back. Perfect. So I <laughs> I had this long talk, and I said. Everybody's going to get all excited about all the guys are back on, on, on IR. You know who's coming back? Book it right now. Cody Davis. You <laughs> yeah. watch. Yeah, so Cody. They can't wait to get him back okay. in the mix. Cody Davis back in the mix and, and Trey Flowers back in the mix. Now, I will just say that if they play Trey Flowers over Keon White, yeah. that is horrible. But he is back, and I, I guess they need bodies there now at the edge, so whatever. I, that's how I feel. I mean, I totally, with you 100%, I just, I think he can alleviate some of the loss of Judah. He doesn't have to, like, I totally not, like, want Keon White out there, but I think they need a rotational piece, and I also, I just think he's a little bit of a different player, so I don't think it's like, you know, they weren't going to swap him in for Judon to play standing up on the edge the whole time, so We'll see how they use them. I, I mean, I'm not. I I hear what you guys are saying. I'm not totally like. Oh God, Trey Flowers. No, is no, bad. no. Like, like, here's the thing. Do you have? So, Tyquan Thornton's not out there. Nope. All right. You have to make room for Cody Davis, Trey Flowers, Riley Reef, and J.C. Jackson. And J.C. Jackson. Yeah. So that's four spots. Now you have two with right. Ju- Judon and Gonzalez. And they already have an open spot. There's only 52 players on the roster right now. They only had 52 players on the roster for the game? Yeah. I thought that was illegal. They only have 52 players. I don't know. Yeah. I thought you had to go into every game with the 53 players. That that happened before, Paul, where they had 52. And they have to move a guy up to the practice (coughs) squad from the practice squad when that happens. Oh, they did. Farms. Mm -hmm. Never mind. Right. So they moved Farms farms back down. Never mind. They did have 53 guys. Yeah. Okay. Right, because Farms got elevated to the pr- yes. from the practice squad, yes, and I'm, they, sure, he, I'm they, sure he went. They back only down. have 52 players signed to the now. 53 man roster right, right, right now. So, yes. so that's three. So someone's got to go now. Marcus Jones not eligible anyway yet, right? No, he's no. not eligible to come Week off seven. IR. Now I know he's not going to come yeah. off anyway, but um, yeah, Reef I think makes sense. Riley yeah. Reef, you, you need you need some bodies up there. Yeah, yeah, no, I I think the. Riley Reef, in in some ways, like we were talking about earlier, like he is known for being a pretty tough, hard nosed, run blocking lineman, and they can't run the ball, so maybe he does help you in that respect. I, it's disappointing that Taekwon is not out there, not because I think he's the Lord and Savior of the offense or anything like that, but all indications were that he was going to be out there today. That there was some you know scuttlebutt about that, and I. I who knows? Like he, he just isn't. Do you so. think there's any chance that he's out there now? I and suppose they're just, they're just trying to Surprise. keep it from. Well, he had a trouble taping, yeah, something like that. No, but I mean, maybe you know, like Wednesday's the big media day. New Orleans, like th- this, will be the headlines. Is all these guys that are 
eligible to return and who was out there and who wasn't. And New Orleans reads it on Wednesday. Uh, okay, well, he's eligible to return, but he wasn't out at practice. We don't have to really worry. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but if he comes out, they have to list him in the report. Not if no, he's they not don't. on the He won't be on the roster. roster. What do you mean? He's, he's not on the roster, so you don't have to list him at all. Yeah. None of these guys have to be listed on the injury report until they're activated. Oh, okay. Starting the clock. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. But my get okay. that will be on the wire. The fact that their clock has started will will be on the wire. Okay. Right. And I think that would be tonight, right? Yep. Okay. It's funny because I saw some f- like obviously false reports now of people saying sources tell me that Taekwon Thornton will return this well, week. Well, I'll just thing. like I saw not, that. We don't break news here, but I will tell you that that a lot of people were being told that Taekwon was going to come back. Now, not, you know, other people outside of our, this, I only saw one four. guy doing it. And it's a kid that I wasn't really yep. familiar with until this summer. And I haven't seen, right. Him. I'm just saying that the, the people that the, the, the media I was just at practice with, yep. a lot of those people were, were hearing through the grapevine that but they weren't, but they weren't reporting. It, they weren't reporting it, which no. tells me that they were hearing it from somebody else. Yeah. So, like, do you know what I mean? Like, in other yeah, words, yeah. Evan said that, yeah, <laughs> that they're gonna, you know, like, not yeah. like Bill Belichick told me that they're gonna. So, with all this coming and going and new faces or old faces back, was there an audible gasp from the media when you got out there? <laughs> there, there was no audible gasp, but there was a, there was, well, maybe we'll call it a, a, a false start by the media. We did, we left before we were kicked out. Which You're just conditioned. Oh, the horn went off, and we are, as Deuce said, are conditioned that that's wow. the end of our that's time. Not your time, guys. And Stacy called us back and said, "No, no, we still got another couple minutes here, guys. Like, hang Enjoy. out a little bit longer." Enjoy. And uh, you know, you're not supposed to to tweet until it's closed right and of course all of us fired off our oh, tweets no. because we thought we were done so now, you're so, now, you're so now we're all in Great. trouble yeah no no oh, we're not man. in trouble but that's funny that that did happen yeah how was the mood of the team <laughs> the mood of the team is, is Hunter literally Henry happier than he was the, evidently the, on monday the mood of the team is literally the same no matter what like I never like you can never I've uh, always said that. Never actually tell a difference between the mood of the team at 1 and 3 as 3 and 1. You just they're the same. They it's it warming work, up. Going work to work. Is work. Going yeah. To work. I remember like maybe a year or so in for when when I came to work for Freddie and I was talking to you about this on the bus and I, and you said something like so I think it was like probably in the mid, middle of the first year and you said like so you know what do you think or something like that and I was like the, the biggest thing for being on the team plane is that you could never tell after a game if they won or lost. I know people ask me that all the time. They're like, oh, it must have been a long ride home. Yeah, I'm like, it's the same ride home. It's the well, same. And in, in our plane now, you can't even see the players. So. No, I know, it, but it it's not different like you're, on that plane. You're not but, like uh, hearing any, like, yeah, it's yeah. not like celebration. There was there, one yeah. exception to that rule, and it was the game in 2007 that they beat the Colts. And they played another one bites the dust on the way home. And that plane just floated home. <laughs> um, you know, a couple other examples, like the the famous one in 2001, Freddie, when Charlie Weiss was watching the TV of the oh, Raiders, yeah. Raiders-Jets game and would try to figure out if we were going to the Raiders or the wild card or whatever. And um, the plane erupted when, when the, uh, the Jets won that game, which allowed the Patriots to have the bye. Um, but... I mean, you go like 30 to 10 losses in Miami where they buried the ball, you'd have no idea. You'd have no idea after the game that they that they had just gotten killed. So we, we know in practice when it's really hot out, 
the coaches tend to wear heavier clothes. <laughs> and when it's really cold out, they don't wear any clothes. Is that true? So now it's in between. It was actually pretty hot out there. It's, pretty, it's like record highs today. 83. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was very hot. So were there a lot of heavy hoodies and, you know, <laughs> uh, rubber jackets? No, but I, Long it was. sleeve tees. It was very hot. It was unseasonably warm. So media grousing related uh, to the uh, heat? Yeah, and of course, that today was the day that we got to stay out there for extra time. <laughs> that's as why. like none of us were. No, guys, over there in the sun. They, uh, in yeah, the sun, yeah, that's where you're not like holding up my hand. Was there a lot the of sun sunscreen exchange? <laughs> like, did anyone bring sunscreen? No, oh, but I no. I, I wish I wore some sunglasses or something because yeah. the sun is, you know, it's right. You sure you didn't squint and see Taekwon? He's like, we're skinny. I, I, I tried. So I'd be curious to see if he gets out there this week at all, if it's if it's today or tomorrow whatever because yeah maybe it's you know it's very possible that it could just be tomorrow like you know like that that does <laughs> yeah. happen were they in but, pads today uh yeah yeah wednesdays they've been in pads uh, and then you know thursday friday no pads but they've been in pads most wednesdays okay in season all right because they don't have to determine who's on the roster until saturday right yeah yeah so but probably, I mean, I kind of was holding out hope that Taekwon Thorne was going to play this weekend. I mean, it, this is probably, I mean, I know he could come out tomorrow, but if he's not out yeah, there if, today, probably, I would say if he didn't, if he's not him. practicing at all today, I would say you're probably right. Probably not. Yeah. yeah. Bummer. Oh, well. Well, we'll hold out hope, but. Juju's no, safe for yeah. now. <clears throat> all right. Uh, web radio at patriots.com is the email address. 855-500 is the ace ticket hotline. Uh, let's get back to your calls and emails. Jim is in San Francisco. What's up, Jim? Yeah. Yep. Hey, Jim. Yeah. Hey. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm not, not as down on the whole team as everybody else here. I think um, when we get uh, Evan's old boy, uh, Taekwon back, we can open up some uh, jet sweeps, open up the middle of the field a little bit. And I think if I'm – if I'm Bill, I'm calling Cincinnati, and I'm trying to get T. Higgins because I know he he wants out. You got to probably give a, at least a one or one or two, and maybe a, a mid rounder. But you got to get somebody in. This, we need some new blood. We need some speed. We need some length. I'm giving Cincy a call and trying to drag him over here. He's got a rib injury, right? Okay. Right Thanks, Jim. He does. Yeah, would, T. Higgins would you guys is hurt. do that? Well, Tegan's say is, a, a first and a third. He's hurt for T. Higgins. So okay, but a would, first and a third for a receiver, a wide receiver who's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. No, no. Well, what if you bring him in and you know sign and you sign him? Yeah, you, you know, and then, then I would say if, yes. I mean, that's the AJ Brown. But trade. but yeah. it's but yeah, because I don't care about this year. Right. <laughs> but I'll take T. Higgins going forward. But you get him before he gets on the market. Yeah, and by the way. T. Higgins a number one. He's a number one. I think he could be. Well, he definitely here. Yeah. Um, but um, I think he could be. And the other thing that I think is interesting is Cincinnati's, you know, sort of teetering at one and three, and they look awful. He's planning on playing this week. Oh, so like, yeah. I know everybody is like looking at it as like, well, he, he he's a trade guy. Well, he's trying to get out there and, and play to, to save their season. He doesn't sound yeah, – that doesn't sound, sound like, like a guy, guy who's right. pushing through expecting a to be tra- – Yeah, he's got yeah. a broken rib. Yeah. yeah, that's painful. I don't know if you're done just with T. Higgins. Like, I, I think that T. Higgins yeah. is the number one receiver. 
but like it's kind of like you know in he's baseball like, he's the number one starter but is he an ace like i i don't i don't know about that like you know so that's I, why everyone's got him in the crosshairs and like i i'm great i mean he's good you know i just i don't want to make sure like you get him a and receiver then he's, well he's not the right one, number one he's like a one b we got a one b now we need that one a you know for someone who says you shouldn't worry about what people say you you often are arguing with the people who say <laughs> things well i get that's I get, my I lane think, let me dude Stay in your lane. You let me be in my lane. I feel the same way about I have about the Judy. arguments before they start. I think, both those, I think both those guys are definitely better than anybody you have, yeah. and they're really good receivers. But do they truly move the needle for the Patriots in a way that I, I think Higgins would move the needle. I think it moves the needle, but I don't, if, if that's your only move, if all you're doing is trading for T. Higgins, I don't think it's enough. It's just funny, though, when in a league where literally you could throw out a fake trade for anybody that, like, it's always T. Higgins. is always the guy that, like, that's the savior for the Patriots offense is T. Higgins. But I think like, that okay. the reason why people fixate on a guy like that is because of the situation he's in. Yeah. The, you know, they, they're going to have to – they just re-up Burrow. They're going to have to re-up Chase because Chase is the better player. I would agree with you yeah. that T. Yeah. Higgins is not Chase. Yeah. So they're, they're kind of using logic and saying they can't sign everyone, even though you can. They, that team, yeah. I would say, won't because that team is pretty tight. So I think that's why people look at T. Higgins and they say, well, yeah, I would rather have A.J. Brown or Devontae Adams, but T. Higgins is available. Mm-hmm. That's a realistic option. Yeah. I, I, I'm not like if I had the choice, if you told me like who, you could have any of the like like the guys Paul's talking about that are going to be available and realistic. Like I'd, I'd probably rather Judy or Brandon Ayuk, honestly. Ayuk. Oh, I would take Ayuk. I don't I don't love Judy. I haven't seen much I haven't out of seen him. Much. I, have, I haven't seen a lot. Seems of like him. he gets hurt all the time. I love Ayuk. I think both Brandon Ayuk, I think, is developing into a star. Yeah, I, I, I like T. Higgins. I just think that that his skill set is. You know, he's an outside guy, contested catches, big receiver. Yeah. Like, I, I just, with the the quarter, if you're sticking with Mac, like, then I, I think a guy like Brandon Ayuk, who's a route runner, who's a really good and Mike, you, explosive You, you missed some of these red zone, like some of the catches he made on oh, Sunday oh, yeah, yeah. were ridiculous. <laughs> In fact, let me catalog them all for you. Um, <laughs> he gets mad when, <laughs> when I'm like, oh my God, no, did you see that no, catch? No, I'll ask like, a question. I'll how do like, you see this? How are you in the middle of a conversation? I'll, I'll like, be like, it's right there. No, I'm like, it's oh, on that monitor. How did the Jets get the ball back? He's like, well, obviously. Obviously, they just saw the interception, and they punted it back to him, and then he got it with a 65-yard gain. I'm like, we're doing a radio show right now. Like, how are you game-booking it? I'd like I'd like to say that he's exaggerating, but he's not. But do you think there's any concern, though, of these guys? Like, And, and I'm, I'm with you. I'm just, you know, throwing thought out there that maybe they're not as good when they don't have Debo or Jamar Chase across on the Absolutely other side for them. And they're going to come here yeah. as the number one. And, That's my juju theory. And everyone's like, you know, so – that's I th- why I think my yeah. bigger point is just that we get this calls for years and years now on T Higgins and it's like are we sure that that's the answer because I don't want to like talk about sending a first round or a third round pick to a guy that we're like oh, who's Michael. a 1B Michael Michael you know, Mike, I, I couldn't Michael. agree with you more but absolutely I agree with that him. that's why I feel like you're not done like you have to yeah. have T Higgins and maybe a player in the draft you know a, a top 100 player in the draft a, a top 100 yeah. guy in the draft and you know do what the Eagles did do what Miami did do like you have to pair those guys with with somebody else yeah. I, I my bigger fear is do they know what to do with a guy like that do they know how to best get the the, the yeah. most out of a guy like that yeah because they've you know with the with the the small exception of like the moss explosion they've never really had that kind of a toy to, to right. work with that's right. why i favored favored judy and, and iuke is because that those types of guys are more oh i say the same thing players. about them i think joey galloway was uh, yeah <laughs> 
No, I mean, like, Chad listen, Ocho. it's easy to sit here and laugh and say that all of those guys couldn't pick up the system. Right. You know, and there's a laundry list, right? Yep. Yeah, there's a there's a commonality here. They were all trying to pick up this system and maybe weren't allowed to do it any other way. And I wonder if, you know, like Brandon Ayuk doesn't work because, well, he does things that's not the way we do them here. And we're not going to force feed him. We're not going to make him the number one and whatever. I, 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 I would worry. His running ability is, is exceptional. I think he's a really – I'm telling yeah. you, I think he's uh, blossoming into a star. Like, the, he's really good. But I just wonder if they would look at that and say, well, yeah, well, here – when you're the old, when you're the guy in the game plan that we call for to get thrown to, but next week you might not get any any targets. That's yeah. the way they do it here, and mm-hmm. I, I wonder I worry about that more than I worry about the guy they acquire isn't that good. And I feel like Brady got kind of blamed for some of that all, all the time. Oh, yeah. And yeah. all the time you got blamed for it. Kind of continued post Brady, like you know, like yeah. struggles. I just feel like with I always look at like you know the guys that have succeeded here and uh, you know i know we talk about jacoby myers a lot because of the decision the off season but like jacoby myers succeeded here okay why why did he succeed here and you look at the traits that jacoby myers has and then you just quarterback look at those traits and say well if we had jacoby myers but he runs a 4-4 instead of a 4-6 like now we're like we're gonna have an even better jacoby myers but instead of like T Higgins, who's a completely different type of receiver who plays on the outside that you have to throw open and throw jump balls to and things like that. That hasn't really worked here. So like they love Parker, but it hasn't worked. They love no, him, but he's good. Maybe it would work if you were trying to treat Higgins the way they treat Parker. Maybe they would have him. a big play machine. I don't know. I don't. I don't have like a lot of hope in them or their ability to take. That specific now skill you, set. I like that point. I like that point. Like, because you're right. Like, they this, this is the guy that they seem like they're like, we got to get him out there. He's got to be out there yeah. all the time. I'm with Evan. <laughs> this know? last point that Evan's making, yeah. I don't have a lot of faith. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can fill in the blank, whichever one you like. The, like, I love Ayuk. If, if Evan's guy is Ayuk, I will fall in line because I really like him. I don't have the faith that he'll be as good here as he was there. I don't know about that. Like, I, I, don't. I, I agree with you, to, but I, I think his skill set – fits yeah. their offense better especially if if Billy O is still here like quickness route running ability like that's it's, that's it's, it's almost like you know what i'm hearing is almost like we used to talk about front seven guys like pass rush yeah he had 10 sacks at that team but bill's not going to let him do that yeah, here right you know that's, it's like it, i'm hearing like the same thing except on offense yeah. you know yeah it's it's related for sure their style i do have some concerns about the way they try to set things up in general yeah. to win you know it's nothing new it's variations of you know run the ball play defense and be strong on special teams <laughs> oh, did you see them wearing those shirts pregame tough teams tough teams cover kicks yeah that, that was a that's t-shirt a, then i guess we're not all that tough huh? that that's a new kit that's a new last league we're, and we're punt- spending a lot of time making t-shirts <laughs> last, we, we last really in the league I, and I, net I, punting we're I, not doing yeah. a lot of I wonder, punts, I wonder who the guy was that made that T-shirt, seeing that the guy that made yeah. the sweatshirt. And I believe the kick-receiving team is somewhere around 26. So, sounds like somebody in this team just invested in a T-shirt store. Yeah, you know? yeah. or what are those things called? The, the press. The, the, yeah, I got, yeah. I got like our, our opponent, um, drive start is like really – like th- those two things, net punting, that yeah. they're literally 32nd. Now, some of that is due, I think, to a lot of the plus 50 punting. But 
The other part of it is uh, the, the kick returns. That The other team, I think they're like 26th in kick coverage, something like that. But I'm not getting into it with you, Paul. Don't worry. Cody Davis is coming back. <laughs> Save your – Well, and then, you know, so someone will say, like, Paul Paul mocked it, but they're they're struggling on special teams. They need – That'll be the difference between wins and losses. Uh, Alex is in Austin, Texas. What's up, Alex? Hey, guys. How we doing? Good. Hey. Uh, first time, long time here. Uh, kind of, I'm kind of in the same boat as Evan in the sense, like, I don't remember too much of the before times. Um, like, I'm a couple years older, but I, I like, vaguely remember Drew time. Um, my, the word that's come into my mind when thinking about this team is dysfunctional and like we're we're on a path towards like looking like the jets and the texans have the past several years and i don't know if like a t higgins is going to solve that so i'll take it off the air thanks guys okay thanks yeah yeah i mean it is tough it is hard like i'm not trying to like woe is me but like it's whack-a-mole i mean you 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 don't one in three, like in this situation, and like it looking like it's looking in terms of where this team is heading. Like people from my generation do not know what this is like. No. Like we have no clue what to do. I, I'll fully admit it. Like we, we're lost. Like we're lost puppies right yeah. now. It's like, what do you? Our team's not going to be good. Like what, you know, we're not. Like this isn't just you know rinse right. and repeat. It was just like too this, easy before. Yeah, and yeah. it it's tough. Like it's tough to to wrap your head around it eric the red in Meebane, north carolina by way of situate uh for 20 years we have heard bill surly arrogant frankly sometimes hilarious attitude toward the press and when he was getting us deep into the playoffs every year he got away with it now the team he built led by the coaches he hired playing the games he designed have been playing losing football for almost four years and the time for that bs is long past we need something from Bill he demands from everyone under him. Accountability. He deserves the tough questions, and we fans deserve to hear them answer. As a fan, I'll ride the ups and downs of my team's fortunes, even when it's an exercise in masochism. As a consumer who invests time, emotional investment, and a bunch of money on merch and getting out-of-market games, I'm livid at the product on the field and the attitude of the man responsible. The buck stops with you, Bill. Be better. Be better. Wow. Get better. His, his, Paul loves that. Be his better. press Be better. conference this morning was classic. He was late to the press conference. Then Alan Siegel asks him about trading for players and says, oh, like when you have a rush of injuries at, let's say, corner, Bill, like would you, let's say, trade for, let's say, J.C. Jackson to fill that Oh, need? that had already been known? Uh, no, 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 no. He, no, just, he didn't say J.C. Jackson. He, oh, I'm oh. just saying. He's like, just he, saying generally would you trade Would you generally do point? it? I tell I didn't even get back to my desk before Ian Rappaport <laughs> tweeted that they traded for JC Jackson. He didn't let on at all. And he no, looked no. Alan Siegel in the face and said, Well, gotta see who's available. <laughs> and I was like He did a solid like thirty five minutes on the on the on the Saints too. Like running yeah. down. I was like zoning out. I'm like, Oh my god. That's the idea. <laughs> it was hilarious. Like he they he he was I am fully believe he was late to the press conference because they were They're on the floor. Probably, probably yeah, finalizing yeah. the deal. Yeah, could yeah. <laughs> be. And then Alan Siegel asks him about trading for a player at the, at this time of year, and he basically box at the question. Uh, it would have been was, great, it if, was uh, great if Alan Siegel right after he did that was like, "I know you're trading for J.C. Jackson." Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> just said it. That is funny. Uh, Braylon says, "I haven't listened Edwards? to you. 
I haven't listened to you guys in a couple of weeks just because I've been depressed with oh. this season, and I try to just disregard anything Patriots. But I just want to know y'all's opinion on what could be done for this team to be successful after one and three start. Is it trade? Is it change play calling? Or maybe just give up for the season and get stinky Mac Jones out of here? Well, that's I don't know, man. Other run than the just, damn ball. That's what yeah. this show's all about. Is they, trying to figure it out. A, I, I don't know how, football. but they have to improve on offense. Yeah. I mean, it's yep. They have to protect the score. quarterback. They have to run the ball. They have to complete passes. Run the ball. Let's just let's just start there. Like run that's the ball. That's why I started in week two. Run <laughs> like, the yeah, ball. I just think you need to score. Like, really need to score points. They're not going to score points throwing the ball. It, trying to throw the ball as much as they've had to throw the ball. They're not good enough at it. Chris, with a T-I-A-N, prior to my call yesterday, you guys were in the who would you hire to replace Bill conversation when Fred asked, Evan and Paul both said Ben Johnson. Fred, having no idea who the hell Ben Johnson is, neither do I, by the way, didn't respond with, I don't know who that is, or, or uh, I don't know who that is. He simply said smoothly, oh, yeah, where is he now? <laughs> Never let him see you sweat, Fred. <laughs> and, I, and, and before, like, you know, I know the guy that called it no, earlier. we talked about that, Ben Johnson last year. You know, we, we talked about yeah. him yesterday. Yeah. But He's on hard knocks. Just as an offensive coordinator. Before, before like, you know, the, I know the guy that called in, and you know, evidently Ben Johnson's the Antichrist at uh, school <laughs> school uh, plays. But, you know, people I, like that, big deal. I'm not, I'm not it's a saying, red flag. I'm not it's a saying red flag. specifically Ben Johnson. Someone I, like I, I'm ben giving Johnson. him an, as an example of a guy who has had a lot of success as an co- offensive coordinator. I want the next offensive mastermind. You want the next Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Mike McDaniel, Sean McVay, uh, you know, Shanahan, whatever. I want one of these guys, yeah. and I trust that they have a network of people who identify these people. At, and I don't mean to be flippant, but it's not my job to know every single guy's – sort of offensive philosophy and how he would best work with the Patriots. But that's what I think they need. They need an offensive guy, a new, sort of a new age offensive guy to build with. Well, that's, that, what I, that's what I would like. That's Ben Johnson. I mean, Ben Johnson's that's how I feel run game him. is similar to like the Shanahan McDaniel tree where there's just a ton of moving parts, right? Like you got motion, you got guys blocking at different angles, you got all sorts of things going on. Then you got the play action off of it. Like he's made Jared Goff better than he was with the Rams. Like Jared Goff looks like a real top 10 NFL quarterback right now. So he stood up at his kids play and said, watch my kids. Is that Watch what my kid. Do you it's all about him. Do you he believe said. that? Well, I'm trying to see. Like, the I, other like, one I didn't understand is at training camp, or was, he stepped he, he, in front of a woman and he, says, you can't come in. Yeah. Like, why? Well, well, which probably well, meant the, that there was some, like, restricted area that yeah. they weren't, the fans yeah, weren't allowed maybe, in. Maybe this woman was, like, trying to get on the field or something yeah. like that, and he was like, Watch hey. my kid dominate this play, everyone. Here it comes. Boom. That yeah. would be what? Joe Judge-like. <laughs> no, he, he, he's really good at scheming up on offense and he's going to be a hot hot commodity just not a people person <laughs> like i i he, that guy's getting a head coaching job as soon as he says i, I was he surprised wants he didn't get one last year i think he i think he thought he wasn't ready i think he pulled a D'Amico ryan's uh ben in brooklyn any insight on barmore being a non-factor is he hurt has evans film review shown teams paying more attention to him I don't think he's been a non-factor. I thought he was great against the Jets. What about last week? He has been hurt. Uh, not as as good last week, but, you know, I thought he was really, really impactful against the Jets. He had seven pressures, uh, played a little bit more over the nose, like the center and, and A-gaps, things like that, because Godshaw got hurt. Uh, I think he's been really good. He doesn't have the, like, quick twitch 
pass rush moves like he did as a rookie since these injuries have started to pile up but he's figured it out how to you know use his strength and, and upper body power and things like that instead uh, i think mike and i have to take the blame on this one i think you and i kind of you called him adam butler and people we, got upset yeah oh no 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 that would be on the lower <laughs> end i think you and i are guilty of raising expectations to yeah. a level that probably weren't fair yeah well, I, I think you too. and i thought he was going to be yeah the kind of player that evan just described that he's not i thought yeah. he's you know be with a the quick steal. twitch yeah. like yeah. ability yeah. to to cause havoc from yeah. the inside now he's just, i think know, he was aaron donald light yeah you know and i don't Instead think he had like i don't think that's adam in his butler skill set. heavy yeah i i, I, I think he well, was as a rookie uh and then the injuries piled up and he doesn't have that i loved him yeah. I, yeah. I i was so excited about the draft pick and i'm probably where the emailer is i feel your analysis aside i'm not telling you you're wrong but i I've been disappointed because I haven't noticed him a ton. Me neither. Uh, ben also says about penalties, other than the Juju penalty on Mosley, I think that most of the Patriots' penalties reflect talent. In other words, holds, offensive line holds, false starts, are more about getting beat or fear thereof. That's an interesting way to look at it. Maybe. Uh, holds, definitely. If you get a lot of holding penalties, you're getting beaten. False start could be just you're not, but you can you're make not it, locked in. But you it can make be. an argument for false start because you feel like you need that. You know, yep. and we talked yesterday how Trent good Brown. Trent Brown has been at that. Yep. Yeah. Of anticipating and not being guilty of false starts, but probably feels like he needs that split-second yeah. head start. Get out there. I, I wonder, you know, I, I don't know what's going on with Onwenu. He's not on the injury report anymore, I don't think. I think they nope. removed Off him. Last week, yeah. yeah, and uh, he doesn't look right, though. He, he's not coming out of his stance the same way that he usually does. Like, he, do we he's know slow what, off the did ball. Did he blow his Achilles out? I mean, is that what happened? Like, do we know that was sure the, or uh, what, what it I, actually was? I don't know. Reese said ankle, which... Yeah. Right, which doesn't necessarily... Like, a lot of times if you see calf... That could be you could Achilles. fear Achilles. I, but I, I've heard they've done they've done ankle for Achilles too. Like remember when Brady had the I, Achilles injury? I think Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. they originally announced ankle, ankle, and I said that ain't an ankle. I guess because I saw his foot. Yeah, but yeah. I said he's got an Achilles. Um, and I, yeah, I mean you do wonder if it was something more significant. But if they if he had surgery to repair a torn Achilles in like he w- February, he, he would not be, be on the field. Yeah. I wonder. You know, I just wonder what's going on with him because he, you know, he is just not moving the off the ball the way that he normally does. So um, Trevor in Kansas City says Trevor. one. I really like the J.C. Jackson move, low risk, high reward. Two. If the price to pay for seeing my team win six championships in my lifetime is dealing with a mediocre team while Bill finishes his career on his terms, then I'll happily pay that price. I still think we compete in most games the rest of the way. Okay. I, 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 I could live with that, the, the second part. The first part, I think it's low risk, low reward. But Yeah. I don't think there's a scenario that it's a high reward. Unless he has, like, eight interceptions or something crazy. <laughs> but, I mean, like, yeah, that, right? Like, Okay, so he's going to get beat. We know that. We we've watched JC Jackson. We all have. We know he gets beat. You know he's not going to cover Stefan Diggs like a num- like a you know Patrick Sertan would or maybe Christian Gonzalez would have. But like they have two turnovers in in four games. Like so if he comes in and he has five or six interceptions by the end of the year, like at least he's bringing something to the table. Yeah. Some of them could come. I mean they're, they're starting to play teams that are going to have their backups playing, so it, it could happen. Uh Jared and it, it ain't going to happen against Josh Allen. <laughs> Jared in Virginia, Mac is not that good, and I don't care if you gave him Jerry Rice and Randy Moss in their prime. <laughs> Mac wouldn't be able to get the ball to them. He's a slight upgrade over Zappy. That's all. And I all totally of this talk about the that. league surrounding young quarterbacks <laughs> okay. with talent to win 
The problem is that if the goal is to actually win the Super Bowl, history tells you that with the exception of Foles, all the Super Bowl winners in recent memory were QB'd by probable Hall of Famers. A young quarterback surrounded by talent might make it to the game once, but they don't win. And then when they, when they sign a huge contract, the team has to jettison players and the magic falls apart. Uh, I've been critical of Bill. I could use an example of that, but go ahead. Is okay. Stafford a Hall of Famer? Uh, I think he is, but I don't think that they've. He's a good player. I'm not saying he's bad. I, 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 just I think I think he's a borderline Hall of Famer. I yeah. love Fred. Will tell you, I love Stafford. Yeah, he's a good player. Uh, I've been critical of Bill and his drafting in the past, but moving on from Bill or stripping him of his authority so he leaves would be a stupid mistake. Sorry, Fred. It would be like when Brady left and we were told it would be exciting, but guess what? It sucked. <laughs> The same thing would happen if you run off your Hall of Fame coach. Yeah, it will just get worse than it is now. That we need that guy at quarterback if we want to win it all. I've wanted us to tank since Brady left to be able to get that guy at quarterback, but the owner, understandably, has wanted to win now. That is the mistake that is causing all the problems, and we shouldn't double down on that mistake. We need to tank. Getting rid of Bill is not going to fix this. It's a loser mentality right there. Wait, wait, getting rid of Bill isn't going to fix this? That's what he says. Oh. That was all over the map. Just lose every game, and then in like five years, you'll have to Do I have to have Tank tank 101 class again? How many times can I? I I can't do this anymore. I'm not talking to you. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You don't try to lose when you tank. See, I think you're in your book. You just don't activate guys like Trey Flowers instead of letting Keon White play. Sean Wade. Let's go. <laughs> We're riding it what out. What if Sean Wade is as good as J.C. Jackson? He is not. Uh, but what we'll if never he know. is? We'll never you don't know, know what, you don't know we'll what J.C. Jackson out. is post the, all these surgeries. We'll never I mean, know. I watched him play for two games. Well, evidently the Chargers thought he was so bad he wouldn't get, couldn't get on the field. Nah. Sean Wade can't definitely, get on the field. Yeah, definitely I, better. I mean, I don't know what you've watched this year. He's played about how many snaps? 49. 49 snaps in, in four coverage. weeks. 80-something in total, but who cares about the run defense? Certainly not the Patriots. No. We're not paying them to. I mean, with the secondary, by the way. Their run defense is fine up front. (laughs) That's not what I meant. We're not paying them to stop the run. Uh, Another Christian says Fred, these receivers are the equivalent of PU crew running routes out there. They won't get open, they won't make a play after the ball. Why not trade for somebody that's available like Judy? The Broncos are releasing players already. Randy Gregory. I bet he's available. Not saying he resolves all our problems. However, a lineup of Judy, Thornton, DeMario, and Bourne is a lot better than the senior citizens we have out there now. Go sign help on defense, on offense and draft some next year. Stop neglecting the offense. I don't disagree with the, the last line of that, but like paying a sixth-round pick swap for J.C. Jackson to pick up a million bucks of his salary, Like if they really wanted to trade for Jerry Judy and he becomes available, then that's not going to prohibit them from trading for Jerry Judy. No, I, I, I don't think they'd want to trade for Jerry Judy. I would take the Jerry Judy move, sure, because I think you could do a similar kind of move. You know, swap, you know, probably not seventh and sixth-round picks, but you could probably – Get want, him for, for they wanted a first in the offseason. Yeah, there's no there's no way he's getting a first at the uh, at the deadline. Dream on. Oh, uh, time flew. Stop. It's already past two o'clock. Stop oh, throwing the Gonzalez thing. Jeez. Uh, Bridgestone is the official tire of the New England Patriots and proud partner with Sullivan Tire, New England's headquarters for quality Bridgestone tires. Visit SullivanTire.com to find a location near you. Uh, that's it for us for this Wednesday. Coming up is the playbook with John Rook. So stay tuned for that. I know we've got a lot of emails. Uh, he can get to the ones that I wasn't out, I didn't get to, and you can send your original ones to him. 
So it's John Rook next. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The world's original podcast.